Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Super Horror Bros Podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Let's do this. How's it going? 2016. It's, it's been and gone. Well, pretty, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. By the time you listen pretty to much. this, it's, the chances are it's probably over and done with. Some people will be Christmas extremely is... happy with that. <laughs> it's weird how Christmas is basically the end of the year, isn't it? Yeah, it's really weird. Everyone's just like, yep, 2016's done. Mm-hmm. Right off those six days. Yeah, like the week in between is the weirdest week of the year, I would say. Like, it is weird. No one really wants to work then either. Like, It's just it's just bizarre. It is a weird time. Um, we have some Star Wars stuff to talk about briefly. Um, yes, we do. We, we need to talk about Rogue One, but it's kind of right fresh on our minds right now because unfortunately we only just heard the news that um, Carrie Fisher has passed away. Um just i'm still bummed out about it right now and i'm trying not to let it affect so the podcast I. but um it's awful and it sucks <laughs> yeah um, taken way too soon yeah definitely just another victim of 2016 yeah it's unbelievable i know it really <clears throat> is like it can't get like any I, worse than this surely <laughs> like i can't watch the harry potter films anymore without thinking of alan rickman throughout, mm. throughout them all and now all the star wars films you're just gonna you know be thinking of that throughout definitely yeah sucks but it really does. Yeah. So yeah, our thoughts are with um her family right Carrie. now. Definitely. Um but on a more positive note with Star Wars, we did see Rogue One. We did um, indeed. Brief thoughts on it. Amazing. Yeah. Best best kind of action in any Star Wars movie. Definitely. Best kind of you know, half an hour segment in, in the entire franchise. Mm. Um just what everyone when when kind of you think of those 70s movies and you think of those battles and everything what they should should be now this is exactly what it is definitely so awesome um, yeah i think like the first sort of two-thirds of this movie are good um yeah and there's a lot of setup and it's very slow but kind of the the star wars nerds will love it the people that really get like um involved in all the lore and stuff because they take so yeah. much time like painstakingly um really setting up all this stuff but then yeah the last third is just so awesome like the action is phenomenal and i i just i'm dying to see it again really because it was so exciting i have uh i heard someone say uh the other day that it's the most expensive uh fan film of all time yeah <laughs> that's literally what it is oh yeah it feels like that way so much um, like <laughs> but... well obviously you know the the creators now are, are yeah just you know fans they are people that are filmmakers because of these films and they, yeah. they now get to make them so yeah they get to um, make like a prequel to one of their best favorite ever movies <laughs> yeah you know um i mean I, I love how it explains uh why you know what why there's a weakness in the death star yeah that's awesome. um you know i think that's an amazing way to tie that up mm. um i think the biggest compliment i can give it is that it makes uh, a new hope even better yeah definitely you know in, in knowing that um and setting that up has one of the coolest uh, scenes I think I've ever seen in a in a in a film like in a cinema towards yeah. the end. Like I just thought it was awesome. <laughs> definitely. Um. So yeah, that was great. Um. There was also a trailer dropped, so we we need to definitely talk about that for Alien Covenant. Oh, yeah. Um. I actually did watch this one. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't even totally think like... about kind of spoilers or anything because I thought like going in oh it's going to be an alien movie and that's exactly what the trailer showed. <laughs> like it just looks like yep it's it looks like an awesome alien film. Yeah, it's, it, it's weird because, I mean, I wonder how much kind of Prometheus vibe it's going to have to it. Because I mean, obviously, the trailer um, zero. <laughs> well, apart from Fastbender. Yeah, I know, but he just seems like so not even there. Like, 
This, this, yeah. is a, this is a weird one because I'm really looking forward to it as a fan of Alien, but as a fan of Prometheus, I'm super disappointed because this seems to me like you can't tell me that um, the creators of a lot of like media don't read and listen to critics and fans because this is a hundred percent a response to that backlash that, that Prometheus got. Like this is no way the movie he was originally going to make in Prometheus Two. Um, there's no. no way if if it would have been universally loved, but because of the fact that it wasn't. I mean, the fact that they even changed the title is one of the biggest things. But this just looks straight up like an alien film with like a few little ties to Prometheus. Um, so again, I'm torn because I like both the franchises. Yeah, I mean, yeah, me too. I mean, I, I'm really pumped for this film. Yeah, same. One of the things that I do kind of, it, it was a little bit odd, is that it, it does almost look like a remake of Alien. It really you, does. You have, you have the pod open up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the iconic scene. You have the, you have the face hugger attach itself. You have the chest busting scene it looks like it's now a back busting scene mm. you know it's kind of like um a little bit worrying how beat for beat it looks um mm. obviously because that was the one criticism people had of like force awakens and stuff yeah um you know and i i didn't necessarily i didn't really have that criticism with force awakens like if it's done right if it's mm. done kind of fresh enough uh so yeah, we'll see. I mean, this this kind of looked like it was very similar to what we've seen before. Definitely. But yeah. fingers crossed. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm really excited for it. I love love Alien. Uh, love love all those movies. Love love Prometheus. So yeah, can't wait. Yeah, that's, that's definitely one of the most anticipated movies for next year for sure. Oh yeah. So. For sure. Should we should we dive right into it? Let's do it. It's time for our top ten horror films of the 2016. <laughs> So we're going to start with our sort of top ten. This is our uh, jointly created list. Um, these are all the movies that we, list. yeah, th- these are all movies that we did shows on, aren't they? Yep. Yeah, yeah, they are. So they're all they're all stuff we've Nailed covered it. for the show. Um, I don't think there was anything massive that we missed out. Obviously, we haven't seen every horror movie they released uh, in 2016, especially no, uh, for me, like a few towards the end of the year, yeah. which we're definitely going to cover in uh, January, um, and when there's gaps, but. I think yeah, there's a, a couple. The to, there's a couple towards uh, towards the end of the year. There was a, there was kind of a couple in the middle as well, but mm. nothing that we kind of, yeah, nothing that we were super excited about. Um, there was a couple I saw that that would have potentially got into my top ten, but mm. um, overall more than happy with our list. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, we're gonna do our big top ten, and then we've got a few special awards we're gonna give out afterwards, like uh, a few little fun ones that we made up. Um, for our first ever it's award the SHB ceremony. SHB Awards Stravaganza. Exactly. We're going to have the winner of our uh, Twitter poll of the yeah. uh, fans' favourite film of the year as well. Yeah, that got a lot of uh, responses, which is great to see. Um, so yeah, the top ten. Should we dive right in? Let's do it. So, opening the list at number ten um, was a movie we watched, obviously. Um, sort of in the middle of the run, I would say. Um, which is Carnage Park. Um, which is definitely, I would say it's, it might be even be the least known movie on the entire list. Um, I'd say so, probably, yeah. Which, <clears throat> I can't even remember how we heard about this one, but it just, it sounded interesting. I think it, it had a really cool premise. I think, I think it was in my, uh, infamous upcoming oh, yeah, it was. list that yeah. we did, like, in episode two. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was just kind of, like, had a cool premise, so I included it, kind of, you know, 
crazy, crazy American sniper trying to take people out in the desert. <laughs> and the best thing about that list yeah. is we're never, none, we're never going to get to a point where all of those movies exist and are out. So, I mean, we'll, we'll always have that, at least that, one of them to look can, forward to. <laughs> that can either be confirmed or denied at this point. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Um, I mean, I mean, Jeepers Creepers Three may come out. It definitely won't. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Carnage Park. <laughs> We just touched upon it's kind of like yeah. a very um, heavily 80s inspired movie. Like the way it looks is super close to like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre in style. Um, yeah. And yeah, this this movie um, we were pretty split on, I think, in the episode um, at the time. One of our more split ones, I would say. Yeah. Um, where um, I was a big fan of it, but I thought the kind of the it, it lost steam in the final third shall we say um yeah. i love the setup i love the initial kind of characters and just the idea of it i thought was awesome great performances all around the movie kind of becomes a different movie after that it's not so much what you think it's going to be um which is credit to them because they tr- at least try and do something you know you're not expecting but it just doesn't go down the route that we i think we both wanted it to um yeah i think that was because it was it was me that wasn't as hot on it and it it, mm. it personally wasn't like in my top 10 yeah. um but I still, I still like the movie. It was just that the the opening is is amazing. Mm. Um, kind of you know, really fast paced. Kind of kind of like if uh, uh, Reservoir Dogs are taking a left turn instead of a right turn. Kind of yeah, definitely. You know, um, and and you kind of uh, really really into it. And then like you say, it kind of about half an hour in takes kind of like a solid U turn. Mm. And it and, and I think like second time round I'd appreciate it more because first time round I just really wanted the movie I had mm. in front of me to continue. Yeah. Um the movie that it became was was good and still really stylish. Um I just kind of uh towards the end kind of fell off a little bit. Mm. Um but still like it's just it's it's a really cool original idea um all round really it's kind of something that you don't see often um and and i think that's probably you know why it deserves a top in the uh, spot in the top 10 really yeah this one this one i i agree with what you said and this one definitely stuck with me uh the style and the look of it is something that i yeah. still like can remember can picture it immediately in my head which for the amount of movies that we watch for the show is i think a very you know important point to bring up um because this movie looks and way more expensive than it was <laughs> like i think they did yeah. a great job with a very limited budget which is what we like to kind of see in our smaller productions um i think we've got a couple more which did very similar you know it, it looked more it looked like a bigger more grown-up production than it was um which is something that i want to reward because a lot of these times you see these big productions that just they they're from money where it's not yeah. needed whereas these are the type of you know productions that really use every dollar you know for the good so yeah, and it's definitely one I want to see again as well. Having that prior knowledge, like you say. Yeah, um, the lead the lead actress was really good in it. As yeah, well. definitely. The I thought the sound was was really good at times, and yeah, then kind of I really off putting at times as well. Oh yeah, that was very divisive. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. Was it the, yeah, the siren. I mm. I wasn't a fan of the siren at all. Yeah. It, it really kind of it it you know like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibe. It was yeah. going for that, and for yeah. me, it didn't quite get there. Mm. Um, whereas Texas Chainsaw Massacre is just creepy and works, and you know. But, yeah. Yeah great flick though yeah awesome it's a great um, movie to open the list i think so number nine no mm-hmm. surprises uh if you know anything about the movies i like <laughs> we have the post-apocalyptic viral you've somehow snuck one on yes i did it <laughs> i did it job done number nine got one on the list yeah. see you in 2017 <laughs> um no but this movie i i thought was fantastic yeah uh, it 
from start to finish kind of just like exactly what I want from my post-apocalyptic movies kind of builds a really interesting world an interesting premise and kind of just really goes with it um it's it's kind of like the best of both worlds like I enjoy the kind of um outbreak the initial outbreak of these films and then kind of the aftermath as well and kind of seeing how society kind of you know rebuilds and functions you know both of those I really like Mm. um and I thought this did it did it all really well I thought the uh the kind of uh creature design or kind of like when they they turn was really interesting and cool um the scene at the party in particular kind of mm. when when everything kind of goes down is just really dark and uh really tense mm. um definitely kind of shout outs again to the lead actress i thought she was incredible in this movie definitely um she the the kind of like love interest was kind of felt genuine as well mm, um and, so and hard kind to of, do. exactly like it really didn't feel you know a lot of these movies just feel like it's kind of like oh yeah it's the the jock and the cool girl or the two nerds or whatever but like it just really felt like they they had a thing for each other mm. um the the sisterly bond as well kind of like we spoke about it during the episode kind of like that family bond um that we know kind of was portrayed so well in this film mm. um I just just all around enjoyed it from start to finish it was it was a shock as well because we literally knew nothing about it going yeah in. um and yeah it was a massive surprise and, and definitely kind of one of my uh you know favorites of the year yeah this movie definitely came out of nowhere and obviously it has like such a generic title that it just doesn't yeah. stand out at all um it's one of those ones that could easily get confused with yeah Imagine you have to like make sure million... you've, you've found the right movie yeah so this movie <laughs> we've done um, a few of these if this movie has um two co-directors um it's Henry and Ariel, I believe, off the top of my head, um, who are kind of in the horror genre. They did um, Paranormal Activity 3 and 4, mm. um, and they did Nerve this year as well, yeah. um, which I don't know if you've seen that film. No, I haven't. Um, but it's a really good movie. Um, we, we nearly was going to cover it, but it just wasn't that horror. But it, it's great to see them do um, a smaller production because they have only gotten... They originally did Catfish as well. Um, which they've they've been their productions have been getting bigger and bigger and Nerve that came out this year was a massive production like it had yeah. big Hollywood stars in it and it had like a massive girl budget in it. exactly it's got Emma Roberts in it which is always great um, whereas to do this movie as well like I don't know I don't even know what struck them whether it was just kind of I mean I haven't looked up if it was something they wrote or if it was a script that they just was mm. a fan of but you know they, they seemed to want to do this and out of all the movies we've seen this year that were just kind of the uh, straight-to-on-demand, you know, stream-and-service movies, in terms of the the, the, the bar for performances, this was the highest level by far. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, everyone in this movie was great. Um, there yeah. wasn't a single bad actor, I didn't think. Um, no, and to say that so in these kind of straight, so, you know, non-cinema releases is so rare because there's always a couple of ropey actors in there, um, even in the, a lot of the movies we've seen that went to and the I've cinema. And I've got to be honest, I think I think a lot of the time it's the boyfriend character as well. Yeah. Like, mm. it's normally like, they, they normally have a good actress, but especially mm. with a lower budget, the boyfriend character is just this so unbelievably, unbelievable and un, unbelievably annoying kind of mm. character that you just don't believe you're kind of like why why does she have a thing for him but like in this it just kind of like he was really good in this and it was really believable Mm. yeah i mean i think one of my most hated ones was uh, the boyfriend in friend request i remember thinking was just obscene i mean it was a terrible actor and it just everything about that role made no sense whereas yeah this is this is awesome i i loved everything about it it just felt so genuine Mm. which is something you don't really see 
in these movies or in the horror films either. They generally yeah. don't care about that sort of thing. They're more inclined on you know other. Aspects they also of it. considered it was a low budget kind of movie. They gave you a good idea of spectacle because sometimes with these, um, and especially you know, there's a lot of post post apocalyptic movies that I enjoy mm. um, that kind of keep you in a confined space um, yeah. and have reasons for it. This and and this one does this you know so well as well. But even kind of when they go out, you you do get a real feel of scale. Like this is happening everywhere. Definitely. Yeah. Um, which is good. You know, a lot of movies kind of confine themselves to a bunker and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, that was that was another great film. Definitely mm-hmm. a big surprise as well. Um, coming in at number eight, we we obviously got a post-apocalyptic movie on here. We yep. had we had to get an anthology film as well. Boom. <laughs> so our favorite anthology movie of the year was Holidays, um, which was which was really good. Um, some some great segments in there. I think one of the things we really enjoyed about this was the premise, um, and it's something that we would love to see continued. Um, we talk a lot about kind of anthology movies and if they need to be tied together i prefer it i think it works well tonally um you know even if it's something like yeah. vhs that kind of really loosely tie them together um and then you see yeah. obviously things like abc's where it's a great concept but having to watch you know 26 shorts is just a bit too much whereas this yeah. is absolutely this, perfect <laughs> this for me is the the perfect evolution of what you've just explained there hmm. kind of vhs was was cool but didn't really have a tie-in and especially no. when you got later on into the movies it just became cool horror segments Mm. um and then abc's gives a reason why these segments are together but was just far too disjointed and far too many to to kind of take in Mm. um and so this is perfect because you can kind of you can focus on four ten you know however many holidays you want you can you can do whatever holidays you want you know some of the holidays they did here um you wouldn't expect Mm. um some of them the holidays were in your face and a major part of the segment sometimes you kind of didn't really know until the last minute that it was oh yeah this happened on whatever day yeah you know it kind of works really well mm. um the i i also thought that pretty much every segment in this was strong yeah um i think the the, the kevin smith segment is the weakest segment mm. um which is a shame because it's the halloween segment yeah um it wasn't awful it was just kind of just felt out of place with all the other ones mm. Um, it just felt like it didn't take itself very seriously at all. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what vibe he was going for that one. If it was comedy or not, it was. It was I think a weird it was. One. Yeah, you know, it's got the 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 guy from uh, Epic uh, Meal Time. YouTube, Epic Meal yeah. Time. You know, I think it's, who is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, Father's Day is definitely kind of one of the standout ones. Um, yeah, just such a cool segment, and just kind of right from the start gets you going. Great voice acting. Some some amazing um, creature work in this, especially yeah. in the Easter segment. Yeah, the Easter um, segment is just amazing as well. Yeah, some definitely. of the other ones as well. I thought the creatures were done really well in this. Oh um, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Kind of uh, thought thought the the um, Christmas one was was really really good and really kind of funny. Mm. Uh, you know, kind of talking going into VR. You know, yeah. uh, we love a bit of VR, so why yeah. not? Um, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, and then I, I thought it capped well with New Year's Eve as well. I thought I thought it was a really good segment. I I, I don't think you were quite as hot on it, but yeah, I that one was that okay. One I just remember still. think I thought it was like because it had a somewhat twist, and I remember thinking it was extremely telegraphed. Um, yeah, I thought it was just still like a really just yeah, fun, it was fun. twist. Yeah. Like it's 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 you know you're you're setting something up in kind of ten or fifteen minutes. If you you either make it kind of obvious and it works. Mm. make it really clever or you just make it so it's so left 
out of left field that you're not expecting it and i'd prefer it you know i'd prefer it to be this than kind of just just for no reason a twist happening definitely yeah so yeah i thoroughly enjoyed it so yeah the first three were holidays too (laughs) yeah the first three were all kind of a lot of smaller films that we really weren't expecting that weren't really on our radar so that's really good to see like hopefully there'll be more of these types of movies out next year should we go to the cinema (laughs) yeah let's do it it's one of the biggest cinema releases of the year Let's go to the woods, shall we? Mm, good. That's, a really, that's us... a really good segue. Yeah, I liked it. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> I'm patting myself on my back. Yeah, right that was now. the best one you've ever done. Number seven is The Blair Witch. Mm. Um, Again, another hotly contested one, I think. Yeah. So I mean, With the audiences one... and with us. Yeah, definitely. I think... Uh, well, at least with the people we who were... went to see it. <laughs> yeah. We were like super looking forward to this movie. It was kind of on our most anticipated list. If it wasn't right around the hype train that was 31, I think it would would have been even more excited about this. Mm. Um, and yeah, if it wasn't in the middle of August when every horror film yeah, that we were looking forward I to think, came out, <laughs> I think expectations kind of got ahead of us. Mm. Um, and so kind of the show, we may maybe not. You know, I, I definitely probably wasn't as hot on it as I am now. Mm. Kind of just taking a step back from it. Um, but it was like they, they took a really interesting approach with it. It kind of had some of the most kind of tense scenes in a movie we've seen all year. Mm. Um, it also kind of, it, you know, went away with a mythology that was kind of really interesting. Um, yeah. And when it when the U-turn happens, um, which we'll talk about kind of later on, mm. uh, it, it definitely kind of like is out of left field and it's just really um just just kind of hit you like a brick wall basically mm. um i thought i thought as well uh the 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 opening kind of the characters kind of when they were laughing there was a couple of jokes in there that did mm. actually really hit the mark definitely um which which quite often the horror movies don't you know mm. kind of kind of almost had like a um uh oh, i can't think of that uh cabin cabin in the woods kind of yeah you know jokey vibe to it to begin with Mm. and then when the horror hits it definitely does hit hard definitely yeah this movie um i really enjoyed i thought the setup was great like you say early on i really was liking all the characters um when stuff started to happen like it did go that way and i i was kind of expecting a modern take on blair witch to be that way um and in the moment i thought it was some of the best horror i'd seen all year definitely the scariest movie i think i've seen all year like it really had me in a few moments um, yeah it's hard to say that because there is definitely moments that are trying to be scary that aren't remotely scary so you, you kind of those are the ones that stick out i think in mind. i think that's the problem it it, it does miss and yeah, so... the, it does miss a lot. Like, there's a few parts of this movie yeah. I think are really messy, especially towards the end when the characters splinter off. Like, you don't even get a sense of where they are and how they get killed. Like, <clears throat> there's a few scenes where I'm just like, wait, what happened to that character that I really enjoyed that I was following yeah. for like the first half of the movie? Um, so that I think part of the movie gets a bit messy. Hit. Yeah, I think that's probably why it's not higher on our list is because yeah. it does kind of miss some bits. And I think I, I did find at times that it was so fast. Mm. Um, that i got taken out of it and i wasn't so scared because because the camera was moving so fast and the mm. the cuts and edits were so fast that um that it kind of yeah it, it made it less scary for me Definitely. Uh, i think that was the thing about the first one kind of was so kind of impending doom kind of moving slowly mm. uh but but yeah still thoroughly enjoyed it and i thought they did a great job of kind of bringing this franchise back after so long you know um we spoke about it when we did the show but like you know the Blair Witch is kind of one of the most iconic 
horror movies, you know. Mm. Uh, why do you think when every single horror movie ever has been remade, The Exorcist hasn't? Yeah. Because, like, like that's the holy grail for, like, most horror fans. Mm. So it's like, uh, you know, that no one no one wants to do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and um, I, think, I think The Blair Witch is kind of the 90s version of that. You know, it was kind of it wasn't the first ever fan footage movie but it was certainly kind of the first ever like massive mainstream Definitely. one mm. the fact that kind of the internet wasn't around you they managed to kind of make everyone half believe it was real mm. um or more than half believe um and so kind of to bring it back in 2016 where and actually to bring it back in a surprise mm. uh, with the woods and the reveal of it was was really cool mm. um and even though you know it has no kind of effect on the film i just think it was really cool that in 2016 they could still do some sort of mystique with the blair witch definitely um so i definitely take my hats off to him for that mm. um yeah i think if this yeah, movie I was really like i want to watch this movie again if this movie was like a big checklist of things you had to get right to nail a blair witch film in 2016 i think they just they get so many right and yeah. there are a few key aspects that they just completely missed the mark on which is why it isn't higher but the things yeah. that we loved about it and to bring back what you said about how you know that original movie was so scary and the fact that there's parts of this movie that recreated that for me and put me in a place as an adult now that was genuinely scared watching this movie like i have to give them credit for that and finally yeah. also this is mild spoilers but the kind of last sort of parts of the movie i thought was really well done it wasn't scary but it was just super fun and it really captured that kind of like horror vr game vibe yeah of like going around each corner and you know there's going to be a thing that's yeah, designed it... to make you jump out of your seat like i like that funhouse vibe it felt it. like the resident evil demo exactly so i i really like that again this movie tonally had probably had three different tones when it really should have just <laughs> nailed one um, but the free tones we got, I enjoyed, you know, equally. So definitely, yeah, that's a great film. Um, so yeah, next up on the list, another surprise. Mm. This was a big this surprise. Is, this one. This I love this movie. Mm. This was a little narrowly missing out on our top five. Yeah, which is which is no small feat considering you know the big releases this year. Um, yeah, but it's... when you see the top five, you'll yeah, know you'll know. <laughs> um, it's Hush. Um, which was definitely a movie, in terms of the uh, on-demand stuff, I'd say it's the one that got the most kind of word of mouth and hype. Um, yeah, this was a big, big kind of Netflix release. It kind of hit Netflix and then got a lot of kind of speed behind it fairly quickly. Definitely, yeah. This was one where it wasn't like we were one of the first people to watch it on the show. Like a lot of these movies, it was just like, everyone's talking about this movie called Hush, we need to watch it. <laughs> um, yeah. And it was really good. I can see why a lot of people were talking about it. It, it was a great, had it had a great kind of little twist on a, on a genre that we're both very familiar with and both enjoy. I've done um, it. I've done it. <laughs> Exactly, we've got, got a home a invasion. <laughs> well, got yeah, a home invasion, invasion slash slasher. Invasion. <laughs> I think we've got a really wide variety of subgenres in this list, which I'm actually really happy with. 2016 was a good year for horror. It was because it didn't it didn't really follow the trends. I mean, we'll get to one very soon. Um, but yeah, we we have a lot of different types of horror movies in here, which is great because this is what we want to see. We talk a lot about the trends that we don't like, but we don't want there to be like a trend that everyone follows. The horror is such a great genre, and it's why we both yeah. love it and want to you know talk about it so much because there is all these different elements to it. And I think this year in particular, the people that are making it have really kind of realised that and made so many different types of films. I mean, just looking at this list alone, let alone the list of movies we've seen overall. Like, so many of these are just completely different, aren't they? And come from yeah. in horror from completely different angles. It's just great to see. Yeah, different different size and spectacle as well. I mean, th this film 
definitely um it, it's, diff- it's 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 unfair to say deserves a theatrical release because mm. then it's like saying other films don't yeah but just because of the way that this film looks and everything else this looks like a film that should be in a cinema you know there's definitely. no reason at all um I'm not saying that other films don't but especially like everything about it just i'll say some films like don't. no yeah definitely <laughs> some films don't but what mm. i mean is kind of like you know some of the other films we've talked about we haven't said that but like especially yeah. this this film around halloween mm. um because i just feel like it has such a mainstream um definitely kind this, of, is a, you know, this is the most casual horror movie should, on the list should should get in front of people's eyes mm. um i love the the twist on the home invasion um you know the the fact that she is deaf. Um, I I enjoyed the fact that they did kind of go somewhere with it, but didn't spend the entire movie on it. Um, mm. Obviously, on the show, we did say it was a shame they didn't last keep it going longer. Um, yeah, I would have liked a bit more of it, but mm. kind of I do like the fact that they didn't just make that the thing. Yeah, um, I agree with you, you know, definitely, but I do think we, it would have. It yeah, would have been it, slightly higher if they would have done yeah, just a I would few have liked more things it to be with a it. bit more longer because mm. when it was like that, it really felt like the strangers, mm. um, and it certainly did did go a step down after that happened. Mm. Uh, it was, but um, it was still thoroughly enjoyable, um, and and they did they and, and they did kind of multiple times go back to the fact she was death as well. It's just mm. they didn't quite. I, I like the thing that really kind of with these home invasion movies that I love the most is when you know the killer's there and they mm. don't and they're being stalked um and and you know that's why I always mention the strangers um mm. and and this movie had that vibe massively yeah so um yeah thoroughly enjoyed it and I think uh the um the fact that this movie doesn't really have a body count for a home invasion movie as well yeah. mm. um very kind impressive. Of, kind of like like you got to tip your hat to that as well um yeah it's a great script really to be able to create so much like tension and suspense from such yeah. little like you say this was a very cheaply made movie and to be able to make it look a certain way like we said yeah. but also keep you entertained for the entire length it, it never feels dull or, or boring this movie at all no um which having a one deaf character as your main protagonist that could have easily <laughs> yeah. happened so think, on paper it shouldn't work well. but it does <laughs> she um like the reason why she's in the cabin kind mm. of makes sense yeah and and you 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 believe the world because a lot of these movies you're like why are they in the middle of nowhere mm. you know um <laughs> why are they completely isolated it just makes no sense you know um you watch like a slasher movie where they're like in the town and they drive out into the middle of nowhere to go like where mm. they live and you just think <laughs> what are you doing yeah um but this movie did make sense why she was there yeah um and it kind of went out of its way to, to to tell you that story um and to to give you a bit of a red herring as well yeah um with the whole boyfriend kind of angle and stuff yeah um, definitely and yeah i did i did enjoy that um you know it's good good to have like people actually think about things and not just kind of use it as like oh it's a horror movie she's in the middle of nowhere mm. you know lights turn on here we go open the movie yeah <laughs> um so yeah i i thoroughly enjoyed it and definitely kind of uh yeah it's on netflix no one has any excuse not to just go watch it yeah exactly it's available everywhere so yeah everyone go see our number six film hush so the top five's here the big ones i feel like mm-hmm. we should have some epic music in the background i'll i'll, I'll try and you'll do that first, yeah. yeah yeah yep. definitely it's, it's in there right now it's already playing yep and uh if it's not there you can tweet at <laughs> shb pod and 
tell tell Matt it's not there. Joke's on you. You're the one that does that. Uh, tweet at Metallica twenty. <laughs> oh dear. So yeah, do you want to take the number five film? Uh, did I do? Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. You did hush, didn't you? Let's do yeah. it. The Conjuring Part Two. Yeah. Oh yeah. If I'd have said that to you at the beginning of 2016, you'd have laughed. Yep, especially because I was the one really fighting for it as well. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> well, if, if there was um, the most the most unlikely movie to win me over in 2016, this would 100% oh win that award. I mean, I'm pretty sure I had to kind of like twist your arm, not massively, but because you knew it was a big horror release, mm. but it was one that you didn't want to do. Like you, If there'd have been another movie come out, you would have tried to go see that instead. Oh, definitely, yeah. And just to <laughs> briefly... Know? touch on that is because i don't really like the subgenre i think a lot of it is really terrible and i yeah. hadn't actually watched the conjuring um i just heard a lot about it. I, i've seen insidious and just wasn't a big fan and a few of the other ones but i i thought you know we need what to cover ones? this um <laughs> what, what's the other one that's like similar to insidious i can't remember now there's one that's nah, like around that right. era but yeah oh, mo- that's it yeah we, i actually got i actually yeah. think sinister's all right um yeah. I but... think I think most of these movies are good. It's the sequels that aren't. Mm. Um, you know, I I thought Insidious was good. Um, it was just the yeah part two and part three and however many are out now. And mm. you know, it, like I really enjoyed Conjuring, and then Annabelle was dreadful. Mm. Um, but this movie, you know, this sequel was done right. You know, James Wan returning. Mm. Um. You know, he really obviously wanted to do this. You know, it's hilarious that he just did Fast Seven, definitely, and then and then is doing he's doing Fast Eight, isn't he? I believe so. Yeah. And uh, and then he just does the Conjuring Part Two. You know, it's mm. obviously something that he feels strongly about. Obviously, his roots are in horror. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I thought it was one of the scariest movies we've seen at the cinema. Mm. Um, the the kind of nun scene was just incredibly tense and scary. Mm. the the old man ghost throughout was scary the girl when she was possessed um you know just constant things the the little kind of jack-in-the-box guy whatever his name was mm. um god what was he called i can't remember now well the little song that they keep singing yeah the little song i can't remember yeah but that was creepy mm. as anything obviously it does it is a little little bit ridiculous um mm. but you you just don't care and I think one of the scenes that really shows that is kind of when uh, the um, the Warren, uh, the bloke, I can't remember his name now. Uh, I'll Google it later. But he, he, um, when he, when he sings, I can't help falling in love with you, a bit of Elvis Presley. Mm. And he pretty much sings the entire song on a, on a guitar. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that scene should just be completely ludicrous and Ed. just make no sense. Ed Warren, thank mm. you. Um, and you, but you just believe it, and you just believe their kind of cheesy, soppy romance love that they have, mm. um, because it's so well acted. Yeah. Um, I think those two are incredible. Um, it's part of the reason why it's so good, and it's the reason why Annabelle kind of didn't really work because they weren't in it. Yeah. Um, I thought all of the family were good as well. Yeah. I think that's the thing. Like a, a lot of these horror movies that that are on the list, you know, pretty much all of them, it just got a really good, strong cast. Yeah, I think it's something you know? we're both drawn to. Um, yeah, because you know you can um, it's believability, isn't it? You don't yeah. want to be taken out of it. 
yeah, you know, you can really believe the what's going on, and it mm. kind of then means that, like, this movie, when there is this kind of, you know, shadow that's come out of a kid's toy chasing them, mm. you, you you believe it because they're so genuine. Yeah. Um, and it was one of the reasons why, with something like The Babadook, that didn't hit with me, mm. because I just didn't really like the cast in it that much, like a lot yeah. of people do, but it just didn't hit with me. Mm. Um, did you see the Babadook? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I hated yeah, it. Yeah, did you like? Yeah, you didn't like it either. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so, but with something like this, yeah, I just thought it was really, you know, really good throughout. And yeah, definitely kind of one of the, definitely one of the best kind of cinema experiences. You know, this is what horror cinema is for the masses. You know, you you go, yeah, you go in with some mates, you're going on a date night, you go see this film, and you wanna, it does exactly what it says on the tin. You know, it's just a, a balls to the wall scary movie. Mm. Um, so yeah, definitely a big fan. Yeah, I um, watched The Conjuring like the night before we watched this, and yeah. enjoyed The Conjuring. Uh, surprised, I surprised myself really. Um, thought there's some really good like tense horror moments in it, and it was a great film. Um, going to this one, I just I thought this movie was awesome. I thought they knocked it out of the park on every level, um, especially in terms of a sequel, um, because it had been so easy to just kind of go back to the well for the money. Um, get someone else to direct it and just Definitely. really do all the tropes. But this movie has a heart to it, which is almost unlike anything else on the list, I think. Um, and yeah, it really does come from, like you say, those two main performances. They they just bring so much like realness to it and like mm. caring. Um, like they're both so fantastic, and the way the way this movie's set as well, like the fact that it opens with Amityville. And then kind of yeah, uses that as like I a small, yeah, like it uses that as just a small device to then set up these en- Enfield hauntings. Like that's such a great thing um, that they immediately use kind of the two most famous hauntings of all time in this movie. Um, and some of the jump scares I think are brilliant. Um, yeah. I love the way the the family are kind of portrayed, and th- they really do a lot to um, bring up real life stuff like. There's a naysayer in this movie who's like, oh, come on, they're just making it up because they want a better council house and stuff like that. I'm like, this is really, this is a really cleverly made movie and they've thought about all aspects of it. Um, I remember the scene in particular when she's kind of channeling the old man and you see kind of the shadow behind her and it's like out of focus and you slowly see this old man materialize who then slowly fades away in the scene without any sort of cuts. Um, This movie's so well done. Like, it looks beautiful and. It was the direction that really stood out for me. I think it's one of the best directed performances I've seen of the year. Um, and again, completely surprised. It was something I didn't care about, and yeah. I absolutely loved it. I would actually really like to see him do another one of these movies. I just with, want to see James do, do horror. Mm. Like, I, yeah, I definitely love to see the, to see Amityville as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, the fact that they kind of it, it's almost like he said like we're not doing that mm. by by doing it at such a throwaway moment in this and also that start they broke the rule one of the main rules that i hate about these type of movies which is that no yeah. one ever dies and in, yeah. in the intro of this movie you see a full-on guy murder his own family um which i was not expecting to see at all so yeah i just again this movie's fantastic. no and like it's 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 not it well, it's just incredibly kind of brutal without being mm. like in your face as well. It's so well done. Mm. Um, yeah, I remember watching the opening and being like, "Whoa!" Yeah, they like, went this, there. this is going to be good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if this is what the movie starts with, and yeah, it really didn't disappoint. Um, so yeah, awesome movie, The Conjuring Two, is number five on our list. So we're getting we're getting to the big ones now, really, aren't we? The good Already. stuff coming in another one of our big most anticipated movies one of the main reasons why we started the podcast um coming in at number four is 10 cloverfield lane oh yeah 
Oh, what a what a film! I think it's... it was it was basically kind of what triggered like when we started the podcast. Like, yeah, we've always we've wanted to do one for so long, mm. um, and we kind of wanted a movie that we could kind of latch onto to be kind of like you know the reason to start it up. And and when this got announced, like we're such big fans of the original, mm. um, you know, it's one of my all time favorites. Uh, so. Like when this got announced, we was like, we've we've got to do this. It was also the thing I thought was probably never going to happen. I I never thought we'd see another movie with Cloverfield in the name. Yeah, I thought it was just something that I would always cling on to that would never actually come. So when mm-hmm. it was announced with that amazing trailer, um, and it was kind of it had actors in it that we were massive fans of. It had a really unique yeah. look to it and vibe. It had like a lost vibe to it, which is massive for us. Crazy um, lost vibe. Had one the of my song that was playing. Yeah. Had one of my favorite actresses in it. It had a really cool tone. It had mystery. It didn't give away anything. It only set up um, intrigue. I was like, they just yeah. nailed everything. I think um, that's the thing as well. The the trailer kind of like, you know, just talking about the trailer for a second, kind of did such a perfect job of that. When we're mm. like throughout the year, we've talked massively about our problems with trailers. Yeah. Um, and I think it sometimes hats off when it's done right. Mm. Um, you know, I think the Alien Covenant trailer did a good job. Mm. Um. But yeah, I thought this did an incredible job. It really set things up perfectly and just kind of, you know, told told you what you needed to know, um, but just didn't spoil anything and didn't, you know, um, Don't Breathe is the perfect example of a trailer where it did like 99% and then just mm. ruined a massive moment when it had zero need to Yeah. and actually has zero context in the trailer. Mm. No, it's pointless. Yeah. Literally pointless. All that is is bad editing from whoever made that trailer. Um, because otherwise it is a good trailer. Um, it's, a, it's an incredible trailer, otherwise. But yeah, this this is this is the best trailer of the year, the Ten Cloverfield Lane trailer, I think. In yeah. terms of film trailers, it was it was perfect. And then yeah, in when terms the movie of just creating hype as well. <laughs> when the movie actually came out, it delivered, which is awesome because a lot of the times, yeah. you know, I think uh, I think one it's funny because I just I was just looking at something old notes from the start of the year, and <laughs> I had jotted down like top five things I'm excited for in 2016. Yeah. Um, in terms of films and games, and it was funny to see which ones delivered and which ones didn't. Because I had Rogue One, which <laughs> I think delivered. I had Thirty One, which delivered. Um, I had Uncharted Four, which delivered. Ooh, I had yeah. I had Quantum Break, <laughs> which yeah. was very good but not amazing. And then one yeah. thing that I was super hyped about was uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Which was really let me down. Because it had an um, amazing trailer. Exactly. And just I love the idea of it. I love the casting and everything. And again, we say that a lot about these movies. And it just goes to show you that's the perfect example of the you don't know until you've seen the movie. Like you really have to see the film because they can false advertise a product <clears throat> to you that you don't oh, get. Yeah. Um, because if I you'd think... have told me I wouldn't have enjoyed Suicide Squad after seeing those first two trailers, yeah, I'd have been like, you're crazy. I love everything they're showing to me right now. And it just didn't I... happen. So it's great that I this think, movie did uh... pull it off. With Cloverfield Lane, though, it does everything so well. Mm. Um, I remember just being like enthralled by it for the entire movie. Just Definitely. couldn't take my eyes off the screen. Um, um, you know, we've, we've harped on about it with this list, but the acting performances, like John Goodman, is just mm. incredible in this movie. Mm. Um, you you feel every emotion towards Howard mm. that the they want you to feel when they want you to feel it. Mm. Um, you know, you feel fear and empathy and anger and disgust and everything towards him. Uh, He's one of the most multi-layered characters. He year, really sure. is, um, and it just turns on a dime. Mm. Um, does so well. Obviously, Mary Elizabeth is just uh, so believable, and we know she's great in horror, and she mm. she 100% delivers again. Yeah. Um, 
the just the the mystery about this is done so well um it really does it really felt like lost mm. for me yeah. um you know it was almost like the beginning of season two yeah <laughs> um Definitely. and and it's just kind of like what the hell's going on is howard crazy like is he a genius like has he saved them uh you know when when the lady kind of turns up um you think oh my god like he's right but then like what the hell is it is it a virus um mm. everything else obviously um the 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 ending is divisive for people mm. um i did enjoy it like i, I enjoyed the ending I, it's not necessarily the ending i wanted um but the thing that i respect the most is i thought it was good and i respect that like to be given an ending mm, like definitely. the amount of these films that would just like you know it would just be like a hatch and go off into white light mm. you know and it's just like no they had a vision they gave us their vision and i think they delivered on their vision mm. um yeah i completely agree with that i really so, yeah. like that they gave us an ending like you do see this type of movie is always just and they get out and you're always kind yeah. of like what happens next it's like the end of the original resident evil you know it's like what what's oh, the yeah. next thing that happens well and... there was that bunker movie that i was quite a big fan of that yeah. i always draw a blank on the name on yeah uh... um i can't remember that one either but i think snowpiercer <laughs> for me had a similar ending where it was yeah. kind of like i want to see what happens now and it just ended um and but yeah this movie it's like oh, okay you, you gave me something you know I, I still don't know whether i'm a massive fan of it or not but you you gave me something and exactly. even though this movie does uh, still have more going for it to the point where i'd be like yeah i want to keep seeing what's happening but like it's still delivered on th there's like a million theories in this movie and it could have e been easy to, for the filmmakers to say which one do you like or think and it could be one of them but it's like nope they they tell you which theory is correct and yeah. That's something that is very rare these days, I feel, because people just love an open-ended ending these days. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm. So, yeah, that's our number four movie, 10 Cloverfield Lane. <sighs> number three. Uh, how did it not win? I can't, can't believe this is number three. If anyone... We need a recap. How did to, it not win? Yeah. If you've listened to multiple episodes <laughs> of this show, you know that this film is big on our thoughts at all times yeah i'm sorry for people that had their bets on this movie to win we just yeah, lost you a lot of money you just lost a lot of money <laughs> third place is 31 mm. so the hype train is stopped and the hype train stopped at number three yeah which is still not very one, respectable not one three but you can mm. see it's, it's in the title exactly. either way it had to be one of the two didn't it um so i mean we were we were so pumped for this movie and it was definitely my experience of the year mm. um if you listen to the show if you haven't listened to the 31 show then download it and yeah it's uh, my favorite show after year, this sure. <laughs> um we were lucky enough to go to the uk premiere of it um mm. so just like being in that cinema full of crazy horror fans that would just dig in everything mm. um the opening kind of scene of of 31 is my opening scene of the year mm. um it kind of like straight away just got me so excited obviously richard brake's performance was just next to none mm. um he was just so believable as doomhead um just so intimidating even though he's not a big guy because yeah. that's the thing like uh we didn't we didn't really touch on how kind of john goodman was mm. so intimidating as a big guy yeah because um, he's like in this very small space with like a yeah, tiny man and, and a feel, tiny woman you feel so threatened by him but mm. but richard's kind of performance just kind of 
like goes the other way you know his is purely on a mental level you just know he's so unhinged (laughs) yeah like you'd see him in the street and you wouldn't feel intimidated by him but then Mm. like he becomes doomhead and he's your worst nightmare Mm. and it's incredible um i think the the reason why this movie misses the the top spots is because the it doesn't have the strongest opening Mm. up after that scene yeah um the whole kind of camper van scene is very rob zombie-esque Mm. Um, and as much as I enjoy Rob Zombie for his horror, I don't enjoy his characters and dialogue. Mm. Um, and when we talk about acting as well, like some of the actors in this movie aren't the best. I don't feel, mm. um, a couple of them did, did frustrate me. Yeah. Um, but it's just then when it gets, when, when the horror kicks in, it then becomes like so, so crazy and so good. Definitely. Um, yeah. all, all of the heads kind of deliver for me on different levels. Hmm. You know, they they are all kind of um, really interesting and different mm. um, because they could have just been all the same. Uh, kind of like the, the 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 thing that pops into your head, kind of like crazy clown with chainsaw. Yeah, and it's like we had that and it was awesome. But mm. then like you have all the other cool ones. Um, yeah, definitely. They do a great job of making of... them feel all unique and stuff. Yeah, definitely. You know, kind of starting with Sickhead, I think, was a really good definitely. good way to start. Um, yeah, he, start he with the more funniest, so, the funniest character. So funny and um, just kind of like, well, weren't expecting that to begin with, like when no. the curtain kind of pops <laughs> and, and he kind of steps out and, it's, mm. and like him like taunting all of them is really funny mm. um, in, in like Spanish or whatever it is he's speaking. I think it's Spanish, isn't it? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just, just kind of throughout is just like an absolute roller coaster ride as soon as the game 31 starts mm. um i'd definitely love to see a, this you know rob just go back to this definitely um could easily do a sequel uh or a prequel or whatever just another game of 31 mm. um doesn't necessarily like i don't need to see any of the heads again apart from doomhead mm. <laughs> um, i enjoyed all the other ones don't get me wrong but like he definitely stole the show yeah um and definitely that final act kind of like the second he reappears the film goes up another gear mm. um and just yeah really incredible yeah it's one of the feel-good moments of the year when he returns um and it's done like they know that that you're expecting it and you want it um he's yeah. presented like a hero um he like, really in is. a way he's shot like it's there's a lot of kind of camera shots uh from the bottom looking up at him to make him feel really big and powerful um and it's like the way he's striding through the corridors like he owns the place it's just awesome um but yeah I'm a, i was a massive fan of the kind of video game vibe of it as well where they're kind of going from room to room like boss to boss and picking yeah, up weapons it was, it and... was just like a load of boss battles yeah and they're just getting more and destroyed as they go on um <laughs> i'm just i'm really happy this movie exists because I feel like yeah. it's the perfect Rob Zombie movie in so many ways. Like, I don't think it's his best movie, but I no. think it's the perfect Rob Zombie movie. I think he's found what the type of movie that he was always supposed to make. Um, he, he stumbled across something with this, and that's why I really want him to do it more, because I think it's the perfect way to show off his the way he writes this, his characters. And everything about it, this straight-to-video, mm. just dirty, horrible world. Yeah. Um, especially, I, I, I just feel like... Um, it his you know the, the the reason you know like devils is so good because it focuses on the bad guys because mm. he writes bad guys better than he writes um heroines yeah well, i mean he can't um, really can he <laughs> no um and so this one you know if he did he did a sequel it's just be lights up and just 31 begins and who mm. cares who the victims are there's just like yeah. six or seven dudes and like 
you can figure out that oh look they're engaged or whatever yeah and you like, can even do it where it's like 20 game. minutes in the movie oh uh oh they've ended up killing everyone and then they just go to the next game yeah <laughs> like stuff yeah. like that would be really cool to see yeah because um, it'd be something you wouldn't be expecting as well like that would have been really cool to see in this movie you know if, if yeah if definitely it turns out he would have like the the opening of this film is is a previous game of 31 mm, exactly um, so they're already focusing on the villains as opposed to the the protagonists anyway, yeah definitely um i really liked the ending as well it was really so well done so memorable yeah definitely fantastic, stu- stuck in my head of a song um mm. i've heard i've heard people say that like it was too long because like mm. pretty much the whole song plays but i mm. i love that um well, that's the thing about because... Devils that I think people forget until they watch it, is that the whole version of that played yeah. as well. Like, it's like... ages until it gets to the quick part of Freebird, and then the action happens. And know? I'm like, that that can... Don't get me wrong, I can see how that could be critiqued, and, and if, if it didn't work, it would be very annoying. But I feel mm. like both times it worked. Yeah. Um, it completely nailed the tension and the mm. characters, um, especially, like, the... Um, you know the the character of doomhead it made perfect sense what he was doing mm. obviously sherry's character after what she'd been through mm. um made sense as well you know she just looked like an absolute mess as well mm. um just looked like she'd been through hell it was awesome yeah definitely. um so yeah no I, I thought it was a really good ending as well and just kind of like that music just like blazing out in the cinema when the lights mm. popped up it just <laughs> just was an awesome moment it was definitely like i say my moment of the year just in the cinema yeah um I you know I, when like when we've been to like midnight screening of Star Wars and stuff and everyone kind of like stands up and applauds like that's what I wanted to do with that I just want <laughs> yeah. to stand up and like cheer. <laughs> it was a surreal moment um afterwards seeing it because I feel like it's what a lot of people would get when they like finally play the Last Guardian or Final Fantasy fifteen yeah. where I was like oh, yeah, I've I've really lived to like. tell this tale like I've now seen this movie and the that fact we've been that we got to see it for in the so cinema, long mm. I think is thing as well like. Yeah. We we got yeah, to see it, it like just, a month oh, later suddenly, on VOD. Yeah, suddenly it's available on video on demand. We both watch it on our own, maybe in different parts. Like that's not the way that we deserve yeah. to see this movie, and it was it was awesome our experience of it. Um, and again, yeah, I think if it would have had like a tighter intro, it could have yeah. easily been our movie of the year. It um, was it was definitely in my number one spot for a while, but then when yeah, I same. really kind of thought about it, I was just like, I can't because of that that little mm. bit after the opening scene it's when you that... kind of put your more critical head on less yeah. of a fan head then it becomes exactly it's my fan movie of the year kind of just like for pure enjoyment and just like mm. what i wanted yeah um but it's also something that like i can't like wholly recommend to people like it's a rob zombie movie you have to judge it on that like if you like rob yeah, zombie then go see this movie mm. if you don't like rob zombie stay away from this yeah, like at this point, <laughs> if you've seen any of his movies and you didn't like it, you you need to just like watch other films because it's pointless yeah. even trying. Like he's not going to change and he doesn't yeah. have to. If you if um, you don't like Devils in the House, then you won't yeah. like this. Yeah, just, know, there's plenty simple. of other great movies on this list that you will enjoy. <laughs> um, yeah. But if you do like Rob, definitely check it out because it's one of his best for sure. Yeah, and I think um, that was why for me there are movies like some some other you know the the two above it. I I think I you know you can openly recommend. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so moving on to number two. Number two. Better than 31, but not our film of the year, um, which breaks my heart to say it because it is probably my favourite movie of the year. Um, and it's Hardcore Henry, <laughs> which just doesn't get enough love. Let's, I'm just going to put it out there. I try and not bring it up because I think it's something that you shouldn't focus on in life is like other people's opinions on stuff. You know, you should just love the things you love. Yeah. But I think this is a movie in particular where it does frustrate me slightly that 
it didn't get the reception it deserves, and I think a lot of people put a lot of unnecessary hate on this movie. Um, it's really easy to criticise a movie like this as someone, if like you're a person that wants to come across like you think you know a lot about movies, it's so easy to say, oh, it's like so basic and doesn't have a plot, and it's so um, male-driven, you know, the way the female characters are introduced and stuff like that, and just you're you're completely yeah. missing the point and the mark of a fun movie like this if that's your opinion on it um because that's not what they were going for what they were going for was a super fun roller coaster movie which is just this unlike anything the... you've ever seen before and i think they nailed it i think this is the best video game movie i've ever seen you know Definitely. this this just kind of it just has such a feel of like a metal gear solid mm. um you know and, and the fact that these crazy guys just just had gopros and filmed this this isn't mm. see this isn't a cg fest yeah this is practical effects practical stunts um that's another thing that know, just gets it, completely overlooked yeah it certainly kind of like it, it should be given like awards just because of that let alone mm. the fact that the movie's awesome mm. um yeah, I mean, I, if this was called like fast and the furious it would yeah. get so much more love than what it is <laughs> And I do think that's from where it hails from as well. I think because this is a Russian production, um, it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's filmed it in Russia, Russian. made by Russians. Yeah, yeah and this is a, a super Russian feeling movie. And that's something which I love about it. I love the movies that feel different. Um, and you can tell this isn't made from like bigwigs in Hollywood. Like nothing about this is. This is made from the people on the ground. This is made from the people that are running up buildings with GoPros strapped to their faces. Yeah. You know, the director of this is the lead can you, singer can of you, the heavy can metal band. Can you run band. over that bridge? <laughs> exactly yeah, over that bridge Prove yeah, and that, and that, yeah. GoPro. exactly and that's exactly how most of this movie was shot um but yeah it feels like it was directed by you know a lead singer of a heavy yeah. metal band and, yeah, and that, that that level of attitude to me really shows um and it just it puts a smile on my face i've watched this movie we were talking a lot about um i need to rewatch this and not finding the time yeah. Yeah. i've watched this movie like six times since it came out yeah i mean i've watched it three times <laughs> which is probably the most isn't it out of all the movies think, on the list uh 31 i've seen like four times but... oh have you yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair but, enough. um but i'm waiting for the blu-ray <laughs> this this uh i think especially as well when you describe this movie like when you say like russian made by mm. a lead singer of a heavy metal band mm. um they, they just stuck gopros onto their heads and filmed it yeah you're like oh my god this sounds like the worst movie of all it time it could have so and easily it's... been a mess and it's so incredible. It has mm. some of the best violence in any film we've seen this year. Done Definitely. so well. Mm. Um, it has kind of like, obviously we haven't even touched on Charlton Copley, his mm. performance. Uh, just kind of like hilarious and just plays all these different characters so well. Um, I think that's one I thing th that gets overlooked with Charlton's performance in particular. Just to quickly say that the writing in this movie is fantastic. Um, and it's the same person, again, who wrote it and directed it, who hasn't yeah. done anything prior. <laughs> and the fact that he came up with such a hilarious script, like there are some uh, multiple yeah. moments in this movie that are hilarious, whether it is from Shelter's performance or just the mannerisms of Henry himself, especially towards the end. Yeah. Like he does some ama amazingly hilarious first-person comedy, which I don't think I could ever say about anything before. No, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know, definitely. And I think they just kind of, they, they, everything they wanted to do, they delivered. 100 percent, and that's what i'd say about this movie it doesn't you know we just spoke about 31 um mm. this movie doesn't um fail on anything it tries to achieve yeah i would agree um, with that on our top two movies for sure that they just yeah. everything they set out to nail they nailed <laughs> um and there's not a disappointing thing about it apart from the fact it had to end yeah uh mm. because it just it just felt like such a crazy roller coaster ride and also mm. kind of like in a in a uh 
in a time where things do feel like it's just sequels and even though our list isn't made up of a lot of sequels you know it does sometimes feel like that Mm. um sequels and remakes and rehashes of ideas and just little tweaks on things this is just brand new and completely different and nothing that we've ever seen before definitely i can just Um, you can feel the love as well like they are making this purely for fun and boy did they look like they had a lot of fun making it which is awesome um I would love to see them do something else. Like, I, I hope that uh, this movie did well enough, at least, for them to, you know... The guy in particular, because it seems like a very... You know, this was based on music videos that he shot for his band. Yeah. Um, which then became this movie, which is just insane. Again, the story is awesome. One of the feel-good stories, I think. Um, yeah, definitely. I would love to see him do something else, because it would be such a shame if he just didn't make movies again, because he's clearly got a lot of talent. It's, it's crazy how much talent he's got for this to mm. be like his first flick and the ambition and pull it, yeah. like I say he, the fact that he just nailed it completely mm. um, yeah hats off to him it's ama- this film is amazing go watch Hardcore Henry definitely just do me a favour and go watch Hardcore <clears throat> Henry I've actually this is probably the but, movie I've recommended the most to people over the year and, hmm. I, and I haven't had a bad review of it yet like people have enjoyed no, it every definitely time not. but there's no no more waiting there isn't it's time Mm-hmm. It's time to announce the winner. Our inaugural winner. Yep, the first ever movie of the year for the Super Horror Bros. Mm-hmm. Hold your breath, everyone. See what I did there? Uh-huh. It's Don't Breathe. Don't Breathe. Boom. Feli Alvarez. Mm-hmm. Two for two. Two for two. If only we'd have been making the uh, the <laughs> podcast in 2013, but without a doubt we would have given it to Evil Dead. Definitely. This guy just delivered again. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean, I don't know what, what I can even say about Don't Breathe, apart from the fact that it was one of the most kind of just intense cinema experiences I've ever had. It's also mm. one of the most surreal cinema experiences I've ever had. Mm. I've never been in such a full cinema where everyone was scared to make a noise. Yeah, I still like, can't believe that was actually a thing. <laughs> exactly. That's that's one of the biggest kind of tributes I can pay this film is that, like, we were literally, like, you could tell that people like if someone was to like even let out like a little like in, in like held in cough everyone mm. like look at them like mate, <laughs> blind man's gonna hear you yeah yeah um it's amazing you know it was just so tense um the scenes where you know it, again like this this kind of take on a home invasion movie um it's an inverse home invasion movie mm. they do the home invasion and then get trapped and then have to hide like mm. You know, such a cool idea. The fact that they're multiple times in the room with him trying to stay still. The the first scene where that happens is just so well done and so mm. tense. Um, uh, watching it a second time round, I still just was just holding my breath, not wanting to, to like make a sound. Yeah. Um, the the scene that was shot um, in the darkness, I still don't know how they did it. Like I don't <laughs> know what the hell those cameras were, but it just looked incredible. Mm. with the with the with the actor's eyes like fully dilated yeah um just looks so scary and just seeing him in the background and just kind of them moving around like it's so scary mm. um the the kind of like when you actually get into the story of the blind man and kind of where that goes um you know let's not talk about the the kind of spoiling it in the trailer too much like the fact that mm. like it was just it was such a cool thing um, made perfect sense for the character and just kind of brought that horror onto a next level. Yeah. Um, and just everyone was fantastic in this kind of acting wise, and especially oh, Rocky. Rocky mm. just kind of like 
as a character like on paper is a character that i would not be interested in mm. um and just kind of like but she does such an incredible job yeah for um, her to be the only kind of through line between his two movies and it would have been easy for um him to just bring her along for the sake of it or definitely you know for any other reason but yeah she's there on her own merits because she's the perfect person to play this role <laughs> it just it just seemed to have been lucked out that you know his 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 two movies just the perfect actress could play them both <laughs> yeah definitely yeah um so one yeah, of the most it... original films of the year as well like this this movie everything about this movie felt original to me like the concept felt original yeah. um where this place goes like to, to be able to get so much tension from every little scene like it's almost like he's got a towel and he's literally wringing it out of every single scene yeah he doesn't move on and create a new threat until he's got you every little bit out of it, and then he'll move on, and then he'll create a new thing, and then it's that roller coaster ride all over again. Yeah. Know? Well, we said we said when we recorded the show, and I think it's definitely a show that's worth going back and listening to as well. Uh, that um, he just knows these characters so mm. well, and because he knows them so well, he can tell you um, about them so concisely mm. that you don't get bogged down with them. You know, Definitely. you you know Alex's backstory straight away. You know Rocky's story mm. straight away. The blind man, you know, it makes perfect sense his motivations mm. um, without giving you a ten minute montage. Um, exactly. A couple of movies we reviewed recently, kind of like they go on and on about the backstory and they almost forget to tell you the story. Mm. Um, whereas this one does such a good job of just kind of throwing you in and just letting you know who these characters are, and making you believe them, and make you believe their motivations. Definitely. Uh, they also do, he also does a great job of the the fact that they are the people doing the invasion and like mm. they are robbing a blind man mm. um, and yet you still feel like sorry for them and yeah and want and you're on their side mm. um, and the same with the blind man as well like, yeah, yeah there's so many different layers I mean we talked like other than John Goodman's character I think these are the most layered characters of yeah. the of the yeah year, definitely you know? every single one of them like. You, yeah, you know why they're there. You feel sorry for them, but you also feel like if something did happen to them, they were kind of asking for it. Like, yeah. there's so many different levels to this movie. Um, and then where it goes, it's it's a shame that they, you know, this, the trailer spoiled it, but um, it is a good twist. I think I don't think I would have seen it coming if I no. hadn't been shown it. Um, unfortunately, it was something that was on my mind going into the film. But um, yeah, like for him to do this as well, um, like this guy obviously he did smaller productions like short films. Um, he gets a big gig like Evil Dead, which is a massive remake. Um, you know, there's not many of these gigs going around these days, these big horror no. remakes. And to get that one was huge. Knocked it out of the park, made a completely original Evil Dead movie, which, again, I've said before, I think is better than the original Evil Dead. Um, and he could have easily done a sequel. No for love money. for Bruce Campbell. Listen, you know I love Bruce Campbell, all right? <laughs> Ash vs. Evil Dead is amazing. And I'm glad that that exists in the TV universe. Um, but in the film universe... I will universe, make you watch My Name is Bruce again if you keep... I don't want to watch that, but I do want to watch the original Evil Dead again because I haven't seen them in a while. So I'm, But again, I'm, that's not a slight of those movies. I think no, those movies are amazing. It's more bigging up the fact that it's it's the best horror remake, and I'll say that as well. Yeah. Um, so he could have done anything, and for him to come yeah. and do this movie, which is a brand new IP, um, you know, that's it's not based on anything. He wrote it... Um, it's just an idea that he came up with and like you say it's so original he he knows these characters so well and i i think he's um so underrated like i think as a Definitely. horror auteur even with two productions he's already up there with some of the best we've ever seen in the genre well um, i think i think now because obviously with with evil dead under his belt you don't know what he's gonna do mm. 
Um, and Evil Dead was amazing because it is a well-known franchise, but it's mm. literally a completely different movie. Yeah. Um, you know, but it was like, well, what can he do? Mm. Can he do something else? And this is a completely different subgenre in horror. Mm. Um, and for it to be him writing it and directing it, like, I just cannot wait for his next project. Mm. Um, you know, obviously there's rumors about um, Don't Breathe 2. Yeah. Um, I don't want a sequel to this. Um, no. If if there is going to be a sequel to it, then definitely he needs to do it. Mm. Um, if he believes that he can do it. Exactly. But I'd much prefer to see him do something else. Yeah, this um, feels like The Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, if, yeah, they, exactly. if they come up with an idea that they want to make and they think is worth telling, then do it, because I trust you at this point. Yeah. But, definitely. Um, I'm not like sitting there eagerly wanting it. Um, what I do think is interesting is that the... Uh, evil dead like budget wise um you don't really see many directors they don't want to go back on a budget because that yeah that looks a lot of people say that's like a negative stigmatism um because evil dead was a budget of 17 million um and it went on to make 97 <laughs> which is obviously super uh, profitable um don't breathe was made for 9.9 million so you know nearly half the budget yeah. of this one it went it made 153 million wow um which is incredible like this movie i did not think would be a big breakout here um i don't think it was very well advertised you know it is an obscure sounding name i love the name Should've. i think it's not something that's yeah and especially breakout. coming out in august you know just hold august, on to it yeah. till halloween Exactly. No big names in this movie to sell it either. Um, again, he's not a big name for people outside the community. And yeah, the fact that this movie did well really shows that it was awesome. People went to see yeah. it. People clearly told people how awesome it was that then got more people to see it. And I'm glad that this movie wasn't like... Like, I think Hardcore Henry, you know, should have made more money. And we've already talked about that. But I'm really glad that this movie did do well because Definitely. that means that he's in a prime place now to make more fantastic movies going forward. Make what he wants to make. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't want to stop him because he's just he's on a roll. Hopefully Definitely. he can make it free for free. Definitely, I believe. Mm-hmm. So that was it. The film oh, of the yeah. year. Don't breathe. I, I just I really want to see Don't Breathe now. It's a shame we have to wait for the Blu-ray in this bloody country. But Yeah. Couple mm-hmm. of couple of weeks. Is it? Oh thank god. Yeah, I think so. It's Jan it's, well, it's January at some point. I'm pretty oh, sure. Good. I'm dying yeah. to watch this movie again. Cannot wait. Mm. So yeah, that was it. Um It's a good year. Good year for mm-hmm. horror. A really good year and a really diverse year. I think our list, you know, there's a lot of different subgenres on there, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, one um, sequel, one remake, the rest original IP. Yeah, and all all completely different stuff. Um, returning directors, well, new directors. I don't I don't count Cloverfield as a sequel. No, same. Um, yeah. But yeah, some some great directors on there. Obviously, Fede we talked about. Um, yeah. Uh, Ila, obviously Rob. We've got Adam Wingard. Like, there's a lot of uh, James Wan. You know, there's a lot yeah. of big names on this list. Um, the viral filmmakers obviously have got a part of history as well. So, yeah, a lot a lot of the big names really delivered. So, that's really good. Should we talk about briefly just um, notable omissions that people might think about? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the big one. Yeah, there was obviously the witch. Yeah. Um, which we both enjoyed. Um, we both said on that show that it's absolutely not our type of film. Um, yeah. And I think you more so. Like I was, um, I don't like that movie at all. That that type of movie at all. Um, yeah. It's one of the best ones I've seen. Probably the best one I've seen of that type. It's yeah, just that I'd I'm so that. not into that type of movie. Me, um, me too. But you, it would you, it would narrowly miss a top ten for me. You it yeah, and it did for me too. And it's one that mm. I definitely like to watch again. 
Yeah. Um, oh, I, don't, because... I don't know if I could put myself through that. No, me neither. Me neither. I think that's a positive. Because... The movie's supposed to be kind of painful to watch. I Yeah, I just, as soon as it gets to that sort of time period and the mm. way they talk, and they, they talk in this worse than they do in most of these types of films. It just, it takes me out of the experience, but the, the actual horror that's in there is some of the craziest stuff. Um, you know, the opening scene is crazy. Yeah. Um, few of the imagery for out definitely definitely you know i can see why it's a, a top of a lot of people's lists mm. um and you know when we looked at our list you know we had our favorite genres in there yeah um because it's our list you know exactly, and yeah. uh yeah and that's why this doesn't make it um mm. definitely another one for me which um kind of was close to making the top i think it would was in my top 10 is is purge election year mm. um just because like i don't think it's it's certainly not kind of top of the list for me but it was a really fun mm. uh just kind of like i love these purge movies and i want them to be a thing uh yeah. just i want it like, to be a tv I, show <laughs> yeah i want it to be a tv show uh it's just like a, such a cool premise it's never lived up to its premise um, mm. but i always hope it will and each film kind of delivers in a different way and gives me mm. that little taste of what i want um and this continued to give me a, that taste yeah, um, I agree. I, I, really, I, I really liked Election Year too. It was just it was one of those things that it just narrowly missed out on. Yeah. Um, I think Girl in the Photographs was another one. I just want to give a brief shout yeah, out to because I think it was really overlooked this year, and it was a fun movie. Like, it's not an amazing film, but it's if you're into you know slasher movies and that style yeah. of thriller, the Wes Craven thriller, definitely check it out because there's a lot to enjoy in it, and there's a lot it of was interesting his, original his stuff last, in there as well. Um, credit wasn't it? Yeah. And I, you know, it's it's definitely kind of yeah a really cool idea and definitely had an amazing kind of opening you know 20 25 minutes and then mm. went off the boil a bit and kind of it was heading towards a final moment mm. uh and, and it was so focused on that that it lost its way towards the end but yeah. yeah it's definitely still kind of like a good flick and and yeah that it would it missed out on my top 10 just as well yeah So, on to our other awards. The award extravaganza. It continues. So, we thought we'd, you know, we've got the big kind of top ten list, but I think it's, we want to try to do something a little bit different and actually Mm. do some awards for kind of the different areas and the things that kind of like drew our attention and uh, came up with some different categories and kind of, you know, we enjoyed doing it and hopefully you guys will enjoy listening to it. Yeah, trying to call out some more specific things. Um... Like, some movies do certain things really well, so it's great to kind of just, you know, shout out the things that it did do really well, because obviously our top ten is, like, the best overall films that we think, but, yeah. you know, some, some of these moments might not be in movies um, that were in our top ten. Some of them might be. <laughs> Who knows? I think a lot of them All are. will be revealed <laughs> in just a few minutes. So, best surprise was the first one super hotly contested this one i think there was like a, so many different things that could have been definitely in this like i think conjuring I think, 2 could have easily been in this <laughs> definitely i think like in terms of just something that a we just knew nothing about or mm. b just kind of like wasn't pumped for and yeah like like conjuring that wasn't what we wasn't expecting mm, definitely um so we've kind of got like um three nominees and then the winner of each category um 
to kind of keep it down otherwise we'd be just nominating like a million different things per category <laughs> <laughs> um so for this one we ended up getting um viral um obviously we talked about why that was such a surprise in our top mm. 10 um just came out of nowhere and we really enjoyed that movie um we got hush again you know you know why it's there great surprise that film um and hardcore henry um which is the winner of this category um again massive surprise if you'd have told us that like a russian gopro movie would be our second favorite <laughs> film of the year um yeah. we'd have been like what um and i think this this hardcore henry really epitomizes for us what we you know want out of a surprise really like we just yeah, wasn't definitely. expecting this were we <laughs> no no it's just like straight kind of like saw the trailer was like oh this kind of looking interesting you know we wasn't 100 percent whether we were even going to see it for the show or not mm. um and it just happened at a time where there wasn't a lot on and we was you know semi-interested in it yeah and it just yeah just completely blew us away definitely so yeah another <laughs> shout out to hardcore henry really definitely mm-hmm. um so the next category is a, a fun one for uh, all horror fans mm. um this is best death mm. um uh so, so yeah many. the yeah so many um we we kind of kept it kept it with the movie mm. uh movie feel for death sorry glenn um sorry glenn r.i.p mm-hmm. uh, i don't even care about spoilers <laughs> no 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 one does if fans the of the show didn't... can spoil it then i'm allowed to spoil it yeah um anyway the best the best deaths we had um back on the hardcore henry front we had mm-hmm. aiken's death um maybe you should maybe just, you should have said spoiler alert but i will <laughs> just uh yeah well i mean actually yeah death, there's kind of spoilers all around with this one isn't there because it is a say, death every, every one of these character dies <laughs> like, um so yeah uh obviously this was just like i mean this is the most spoilery because it is at the end of the film but it's just mm. the combination of everything um mm. I mean, the thing is, you play a video game to beat the final boss, mm. and that's what this film is. So it's not it's not massive spoiler. Um, no, but certainly the way that this happens, it well, it was just the ultimate boss battle. Yeah, it was just it was just a wave of people, and then this epic fight, and you can't really get much more uh, over the top than strangling someone with their own eyeball. Don't stop so... me now exactly um so fantastic death um we also have um the sex doll from 31 mm. um need i say any more <laughs> <laughs> um basically getting ripped in half with a chainsaw just uh completely crazy mm. uh and just really kind of set the tone for that entire scene um that then was just like an awesome chainsaw kind of back and forth battle mm. um but just like super bloody super gory chainsaw death and then um, the third and winner of this category is the Voodoo Doll from Blair Witch. Mm. Um, awesome I think, moment. I think just has to win it because it's such an awesome, like you say, such an awesome moment. And it mm. just kind of comes out of nowhere and just changes the entire movie. Mm. Um, when it actually happened, uh, I didn't actually like twig what had, hey, uh, twig, uh. what had actually happened mm. like straight away yeah ugh, the, the puns of this episode <laughs> are just off the charts uh-huh. um and I, I didn't actually realize what happened straight away and like it was just it was just so awesome and like kind of um yeah it just set the tone for the the way that this kind of reimagining was going 
Mm. Um, and so, yeah, that was why it was a winner of this category. Yeah, definitely the most shocking death of the year for me. I just didn't see it coming at all. And it was just so, I know, I was just like, what? I think it was one of the ones that really made me like jump yeah. out of my seat when I was watching yeah, this definitely. one. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Just like, oh, my God. Um, just yeah. looks so brutal as well. Yeah, it was so well done. Like, awesome. Um, and, and like a massive turning point in that film as well. Um, yeah. So next up, we've got Best Performance. This was a tough one. Oh, might be the most difficult one, really, outside of picking, like, our actual favourite movies. Because, like yeah. I say, we, we we said as we were going over the top ten, we probably have naturally gravitated towards films that we thought had really good performances in. Definitely. And, yeah, to try and get this down to three was, like, almost impossible. But, yeah, th- these are the three that we've got anyway. <laughs> no surprises that they're all in our top five yeah. horror movies, these performances. Um, So we've got John Goodman, who was just exceptional. Um, as Was it Harold? Oh, oh Howard, yeah, wasn't it? Howard. Howard. Yeah, we, we didn't kind of touch on it on our top ten that much. And I think it really... You know, has to be kind of talked about how incredible he was in this, how intimidating he was, mm. um, how he made me feel. Um, yeah, all these different emotions for him, really. Definitely, and I haven't really seen him do that sort of role before either. Like, I was really shocked that he could pull that off um, because I've seen him in way more kind of friendly roles. Like, he's the voice of Sully, um, and for him to be this kind of really crazy character, but also have all these layers, like, yeah, he just he just did so well. Like, that is perfect casting. Whoever kind of rang up John Goodman for that movie, they they, they should they deserve a raise. Um, we've also got Shalto Copley um, in Hardcore Henry. Uh, we talked about, like, how amazing he was. Like, he really kind of tied that entire movie together um, with, obviously, his multiple portrayals of Jimmy. Um, he was just Definitely. absolutely hilarious from scene to scene, and it kept escalating to a point where it just got better and better. Like you really, like again on paper, much like a lot of things in Hardcore Henry, it shouldn't work at all. Like it's really dumb, but it just works perfectly. And I think most of that is because of Charlotte. Like he just nails it so well. Um, so yeah, we had to have him in the category. And then finally, we've got a sort of different kind of performance, which was Jane Levy in Don't Breathe. Um, obviously the lead in our movie of the year, so we're obviously a massive fan of hers. Um, she really brought like a real sense of um, realism to the role. I thought like she, we understood her motivation, and even though she probably would have deserved like some things that happened to her, you still really rooted for her because of her betrayal. I thought anyway. Um, yeah, that's what we were saying, wasn't it? Yeah, um, that she just kind of made you made you believe her character like instantly and it's a character that you wouldn't necessarily like on paper mm. um and she just really made it kind of this character that you felt sorry for and rooted for definitely yeah um so i think Tough all, category. yeah all three of these are kind of the anchors of the movies that they're in really and really tied together but i mean john goodman i think you can't really have that movie without him um no. and so yeah we, we went for john goodman in this one i think it was just incredible really um, I don't really know what else there is to say other than he was absolutely fantastic, and you'll you'll know if you've seen the movie, really. Definitely, acting um, performance of the year for me. Yeah, like in our horror movies. Yeah. So next on the list we have uh, best concept. Mm. So this was another uh, tough one to to go through. Mm-hmm. Um. So we we had Hardcore Henry. Four nominations out of four. Yep. Which, uh, you know, I mean, as far as concepts go, you know, um, something we've never seen before, something that, again, just in in the initial idea just shouldn't work Mm. and just works so well. 
Um, so yeah, just completely incredible. Um, next up, we had Hush, mm. which is a um, kind of fresh concept on a you know already established genre, mm. um, but something that we've not seen before, and definitely something that was really interesting and just done so well. Yeah. And then we also had completing our set of three H's, mm. uh, holidays. Mm. Um, and so we talked about it in our top 10 with holidays, kind of how this was just such an amazing concept for the um, kind of for this genre and something that um, we definitely want to see more and more um, because it, it just kind of like ties everything in together so well. Mm. Um, having these different holidays for each different segment um, just works in, you know, amazingly well and can just continue and continue. And I really hope it does. Mm. Um, but when you're talking about concept, there's only one movie that can win this, and it's Hardcore Henry. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it's just so original, so fresh, and just done so incredibly well. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that one goes to Hardcore Henry. Mm-hmm. Next up, a uh, popular one in the sort of horror genre, really, is Best Sequel Slash Remake. Um, we already talked, really, that I don't think it's been that heavy. Like, this would usually be a category that was just littered with films, good or bad. Yeah, this is normally the top ten and worst. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whereas there wasn't actually Superman to choose from. Um, but in the end, we've got The Purge election year. Um, we talked about that as a kind of notable omission that we thought was a really good film um, that was, you know, just outside the top ten for both of us. Um, we really enjoyed it. Um I think it might be my favourite today. I'm not too sure because kind of the first one's so different, but I definitely Hard thought it was tell. the best sequel anyway. Like it was, it was a better <clears throat> version of what they were trying to do in the second one for me. Um, and yeah, I enjoyed that a hell of a lot more than I was expecting to. Um, next up, we've got The Conjuring 2. Um, obviously, we talked about that. I think it's better than the original. I think um, it's amazing that they made such a true to the original sequel in every sense of the word like that is pretty much what you look for in a horror sequel yeah. is is that you want to maintain all those things that made the original great but build upon them and, and try and make them better if possible um, i think that's where having the director return is so important mm. um, because they know their vision from the first film and they can build on it um, whereas sometimes these sequels can try to recreate and it doesn't live up to it Mm. um and and kind of or just try to go like in a completely separate direction yeah but having the same guy on it really does help definitely and i think that's why both those two we just talked about were kind of you know the same guy has directed all the purge movies and james one's directed both the conjuring so yeah. i think that definitely stands out um and then finally we got blair witch which um is an interesting one because i think you know we like the movie but calling it a sequel slash remake is an odd one obviously it is technically a sequel um yeah <laughs> the original exists within that mythology um within the canon but for me i see it as way more of a remake because it is just the definitely. same premise with it's a 2016 <laughs> take yeah definitely um i mean it's almost like scream 4 in a lot of ways um and in, and not like it in a bunch of other ways um kind of but yeah, but um, yeah, that was still that was you know that was there to round out the list, and um, it's no surprise we went for the Conjuring two. Obviously, it was the highest up out of all those movies on our list. We thought it was the best movie, and that's why it's one best sequel slash remake, really. Valid point. Mm -hmm. Valid point. Uh, next on the list, another exciting one for horror movies: best villain of the year. Mm. So very interesting one, this one. Yeah, this one we had uh, the blind man from Don't Breathe. Mm -hmm. So obviously he is in our he is um in our movie of the year. Mm. I thought he was a really interesting villain. The fact that he is layered, the fact that you have empathy for him to begin with, and mm. then you 
start to realize what he's become and the monster he's become. Yeah. Um, the fact that he is blind and um, makes you think that um, the the people around him would have an advantage over him, but they don't because mm. he is so powerful and so strong in that house. Um, yeah. He knows it so well and he can manipulate the surroundings. Um, it makes him such an intense kind of unique villain, um, mm. which I really enjoy. Um, so that, yeah, definitely kind of why he made the list. Um, next up is a bit of a different one. It's mm. uh, Brahms from The Boy. <laughs> First mention of The Boy. I, I cannot uh, not laugh when I hear the name Brahms. Mm. Um but uh, I, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I think Maggie definitely... has gone through some stuff this year. Yeah, she has. She's, she's not had a great year. <laughs> um, <clears throat> this this uh, yeah this is set post Walking Dead, and this is this is the <laughs> child she has. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I I thought the the doll initially was kind of just like done really well and done the way that Annabelle should have been done. Mm. Um, just kind of like. Um, really creepy and just kind of uh, the, the the way the the, the mum and dad were kind of like pretending that he was alive and it was just really campy and fun mm. um, and then when the movie actually kind of sets in it's uh, pretty scary and then kind of when the big reveal happens I just loved that, I loved the way everything looked mm. um, and so yeah Brahms as a character I just thought was like a really cool interesting villain yeah. um, and something that we haven't seen before so made the list and then mm-hmm. uh Finally, we have Doomhead from 31. Mm. Obviously, we've we've spoken about Richard Brake and his performance. Um, you know, he just kills it straight away. Um, opening scene of the movie, like I say, my favorite opening of any movie this year. Um, just in the black and white, just everything he says, I'm clinging on to every word that comes out of his mouth. Mm. Um, super intimidating. Uh, you know, when he comes back into the movie, just completely scared of him uh just seems seems like an absolute maniac that would just tear for everyone i love it when he just turns up and it's just like you can take the rest of the night off boys yeah <laughs> i was just like so amazing um the fact that they do kind of big him up when you got the big uh the big scene where they're deciding kind of who who to call and stuff yeah that's awesome and then <clears throat> it's just such a good kind of reveal and kind of well re-reveal into the movie um and that's why he, for me, hands down wins as the best villain of the year, mm. um, and is our villain of the year. Yeah. Um, just, just an amazing performance, and and I really hope that we see him again uh, as Doomhead. Yeah, I think if there was like a breakout performance of the year, he would definitely be it. Like he's, I don't think he's done much in the genre before, but he's someone that I would love to see, whether it is as Doomhead or in other films. Like he's got such a good. Knack for horror that I really want yeah. to see used more for sure. Um, and so, yeah, we've got one more award to round it out um, before we uh, bring you the fans' movie of the year. Um, and the last one is Best TV Show. Um, we talk a lot about TV on this uh, yeah, we do. podcast, usually to kind of open the show. And um, there's probably a few notable omissions from this one as well. Um, yeah, I think. I think this is one where obviously there's difficult. a lot of TV and we're not a television podcast. No. Um, we just watch TV because we enjoy to watch it. So there's certainly omissions that we mm. haven't watched. Like um, I've not seen Westworld. And I'd quite like to have watched that. Mm, definitely. Um, obviously there was the Exorcist TV show that I would have liked mm. um, to watch. I think Bates Motel um, had a 
was it the third season this year? I'm not too sure, yeah. yeah was, was Hannibal um, still on this year? Um, yeah, I, I stopped watching Hannibal in the year. Mm. Um, so yeah, there was there's definitely a few that I would definitely like to watch. Um, mm. But the, these were our favourites anyway. Yeah, so the three that we ended up on um, was Black Mirror, which we did a special on. Um, obviously a massive fan of the show, kind of... Uh, an anthology take, which we're also massive fans of that thing, as well as sci-fi, as well as... Do we like an it. anthology? I think I think we do. Good, um, good. We also like our sci-fi, we like our British shows, and we like our <clears> Netflix <throat> model, so it kind of ticks a lot of boxes, really. Um, so it's no surprise that we're massive fans of Black Mirror. Um, we've also got Game of Thrones on here, um, which at the start of the podcast was a pretty hilarious one. Um, <laughs> as we kind of bumble our way through all the names and places each week. Um, Daenerys. Yeah, exactly. Um, CZ, what was it? A strongman or something? Uh, <laughs> Cersei finds a strongman. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, uh, the synopsis. But yeah, some of the standouts. I thought this was the best season that they've done by far. Yeah. And it was it was the first time Game of Thrones really clicked for me. I'm still may, may not know still what's going on, but um, I boy did I enjoy it. Like the the moments was just incredible. It had it, um, had, it had the best sequence that I've ever seen on television. Hmm. Um, in terms of just action and kind of just like my eyes just didn't know what what it was seeing, but it yeah. liked it. It was crazy. <laughs> um, and then finally we've got Ash versus Evil Dead. Um, Hell yeah. Which. I haven't even watched any of season two and I have no problem putting on this list purely based on having <laughs> just watched all of season one and just absolutely adore it. I just, I love everything about it really. Um, and I cannot wait to dive into season two. So yeah. How, how's season two treating you? It's, it's just so much fun. Like mm. I love, I love Bruce Campbell. Mm-hmm. Uh, not afraid to admit it. <laughs> and, uh, this, this is just like a proper swan song to the, the way, the direction that the Evil Dead franchise went. Just mm. this super funny, super over-the-top gore. You just, you, you have some of the craziest gore that I've ever seen in my life as well. Uh, I don't know how to get away with just it on TV. constant, uh, one, in one of the episodes in season two, there's just this crazy, like, decapitation uh just every because because obviously ash has a chainsaw mm. and he is just ripping people to pieces with this chainsaw and it's mm. shown and it's so brutal and i and like i've almost become like desensitized to it now yeah, like the definitely. other day i was watching an episode and i was like oh yeah he's just you know he just sawed someone literally in half from like <laughs> neck to sternum and mm. and they just you know f- fell in half and i was like yep that's ash versus evil dead <laughs> um so yeah really fun show like obviously very very dumb premise but who the hell cares it's just it's just fun mm. it's just what it's all about it's just like proper slapstick horror yeah that's great um but yeah the winner was black mirror um for obvious reasons obviously we talked about it a lot in the special san junipero the best episode of television possibly ever um as well as nosedive and was a uh, nosedive was absolutely fantastic oh, nosedive. um i definitely want to watch the uh, vr one where the name always escapes me um and shut up and dance i thought was absolutely fantastic as well so there's just there's so much there really and i'm just super happy this exists i can't wait for the next season next year like i can't believe we're gonna get more of this so soon Um, yeah it's awesome just it's the show that excites me the most because you don't know what you're gonna get from episode to episode when you press that play button you just don't know what to expect other than the fact that a lot of what you've been given before is some of the you know best stuff you've seen so you just kind of have that excitement building up I kind of, I kind of wish that it, he didn't always have to be tied to the technology thing. Mm. 
But it's that's cool thing, that it though, has, isn't it? yeah, it's cool that it has like a theme for it. But like, mm. I just love to hear like just see what crazy things he can come up with. Full stop. Mm. Obviously, some of them are very loosely tied anyway. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, absolutely, absolutely loved it. It definitely. Not every episode was a hit, mm. um, but the ones that hit were just incredible. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, the ones you mentioned, uh, and just maybe, like. Um, Sam Junipero and Nosedive, I was, I still think about them now. Like, yeah, same, yeah. Months after watching them, mm. um, which is a real testament to kind of the message that they, and the story that they told in such a short, because they're, each one of them is just a mini movie. Mm. Um, and they're, they're so good. Definitely. Um, some of the things we missed off, obviously Scream. Um, it was the entire yeah. second season and the special this year, um, which we talked a lot about. We both liked it, but it was just, Definitely. for me, it was a very inconsistent show. It's more um, Scream, and and it's, you know, I find it hard to judge it because I just like it. Mm. Like, I, I do thoroughly enjoy it, but I know it has a lot of faults. Mm, definitely. Um, American Horror Story was another one that we've talked about. Um, massively disappointing for both of us. Missed um, off on purpose. I think, yeah, I think me especially, like, I would have said it was probably my favourite TV show before this year, and now I'm just like, I don't even know how they can salvage it um like i'm really worried i'm 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 glad it's still a thing because i really don't want that to be the end of one of my favorite shows of the last five years yeah um, because there has been so many great seasons and this was really really poor um which we've already we've beat that like a dead horse um also scream queens is interesting because i've finished season one now um i watched like the season last two uh yes sorry season two um i watched the last three like back to back to back because i'd let them build up because i wasn't really that into it and i don't know if it's maybe watching it like that which is the best way to watch most tv shows but i really enjoyed the last three um i think they tied it together really well it was funny again like it had its charm back again and they've actually set it up for if they do another season it's like a really good idea to continue the show um which i which i did like the premise of this one it just it just felt like it wasn't really doing much in the middle so i don't know maybe it's just that tv problem of they kind of have good intros and good outros but or it is the case yeah. because i watched loads in a row <clears throat> watching three in a row it really helped as opposed to you know watching one and then just waiting a week like i think some shows like event tv like game of thrones that works well but mm. some shows like i would have loved to watch all of scream you know the tv show as opposed to watching one a week i think i would have enjoyed that more as well so and it's weird, that, Horror Story. it's weird that that was on netflix as well and didn't get like a quick quick release oh what scream yeah well it's obviously because it's mtv in america isn't it so yeah. we, we just get it like the day after on netflix yeah um so yeah i just wanted to briefly mention that because i was quite down on scream queens and actually think they did quite a good job at the end so yeah but yeah still still not one of the best shows of the year by any means <laughs> So yeah, um, that was our awards. So we have one more award to give, mm. um, and it's your award. It's mm -hmm. the fans' uh, horror movie of the year. Mm -hmm. um, so we ran a Twitter poll. We are um, SHB Pod on Twitter, mm -hmm. um, and definitely tweet at us kind of your favourite movies, or preferably, obviously, with the Twitter kind of limitations, tweet us your favourite movie and let us know kind of why it's your favourite, um, because obviously that's the best thing about horror like yeah. it's such a diverse genre that um you know i can completely like we spoke about the witch like i completely see why um and everyone's opinion is valid and, mm. and that's the whole that's that's the great thing about it just because we love you know these movies you know let us know what movies you love as well um especially if they're not ones that we haven't seen because i'm always up for watching new films that you know people people kind of really enjoy definitely um 
so with the Twitter poll, we we were limited to four, so we went with kind of the four kind of, um, well, three three major releases, and then the hype train itself. <laughs> um, we have to put thirty one in there, and uh-huh. then the Conjuring two, Blair Witch, and Don't Breathe with our four picks. Uh-huh. Um, we ran kind of a pre poll to ask people what movies they wanted on the list. Yeah. Um, and the, the winner was Don't Breathe. So. <laughs> Fan and official uh, horror movie of the year. Don't breathe. By no way, uh, we uh, didn't influence it in any way either. That was just yeah, so yeah, we we left it completely. Neutral, obviously, the only obviously. way we did was because we only had we could only pick four films. Yeah. But, um, um, other than that, it was you know. It was it was very close between Don't Breathe and The Conjuring. Yeah, that's good to uh, see. Yeah, Don't Breathe got thirty six percent, and The Conjuring got thirty one percent. So those two are pretty pretty close. Um, but yeah, Don't Breathe won it. Um, Obviously, you already know we completely agree with that decision. Good yeah. to know we're in we're in sync with the fans. Mm. Um, so yeah, fans movie of the year. Mm. Good choice, good choice. So should we t- briefly talk about some games before we video end this? games? Let's do it. So we both got our top tens of the year. Yep. Um, obviously, we talk about games quite a fair bit. So you're, you would have probably mentioned almost all of these games, like as and when we played them. I imagine so. Um, I have a few kind think, of exceptions to the list. I think list. as well, like, we, we decided to do a, a list each just because it's games are so diverse. Mm. Uh, and, well, because it is like the it's like talking about movies as a whole. Yeah. Obviously, like, different things can hit and different, you know, like, it, so it's so difficult to have a joint list. Our, our horror movie list was pretty much identical when we sat down to do the top ten. Plus, you it can have such a different. How easy the top ten was for horror movies. Yeah, you can have such a different experience with a game. Like yeah. games can be played in so many different ways, and you can yeah. enjoy different games for different reasons. Where whereas yeah. films, you do generally watch the same film. You know. Also, we also we yeah definitely that that's completely true. And also, you um we do play on slightly different platforms exactly. as well. Mm. Like you know you you do play PC games and stuff, mm-hmm. and I I have the handhelds and, and that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. hey, I got a VR. Yeah, now you have. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, a few kind of exceptions, I guess, to the list. Like we both only just got VR. Um, yeah. So I don't think you have anything VR, do you? No. No, no. I don't either. Um, but like, I need to shout Headmaster because it's the best thing I played in virtual reality by far. Um, I adore that game. It's awesome. If you ha- if you have a headset and you haven't played it, what the hell are you doing? Um, just get it. It's awesome. Uh, so like, much fun. Felt so rewarding, freestyle and all those levels. Like I'm kind of gutted that I've beat everything in that game because I just want to play it more. Um, I um, I think my VR shout out has got to be Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Yeah, that's a obviously, game. obviously it's a PC port, mm. but it's at home on VR. Well, it was um, initially made for VR. That was when yeah, I first ever true, saw the yeah. game, but then it came to PC like before VR. You know, exactly. units were available. Yeah. But... Um. I- it's an it's an incredible couch co-op game mm. um you know in 2016 you don't get many of those it's just it was one of the most unique gaming experiences i've ever had mm. um it was so exciting and fresh um and yeah i just thoroughly enjoy it i, I really want to just play more of it yeah um i'm also narrowly just now playing hitman um which is easily one of the best games of the year um i absolutely yeah. love it but that kind of gets a full release next year so i'm definitely going to include it on next year's list um, so that will give me a full year to play it as well. Um, yeah. So, 
a few things I haven't played, which I th- assume would make the list as well. Watch Dogs 2, I love the first game. Yeah, um, would. I haven't played it. Um, a, a couple of others, really. I, I'm interested in Dead Rising 4 as well, but I don't think it would have made my list. Um, games I liked that didn't was Quantum Break, we talked about. Um, Pony Island, I, I mentioned that on the show as well. Slayer Away Camp, a great little horror puzzle game. Um, but yeah, the, the top 10, let's just dive straight into it, really. Doom opens my list. Um, it was the only uh, game on my list that I haven't like either beat or put like multiple hours into. So yeah. it's the only one I feel a little bit kind of this numbering could go anywhere because I've only played a small yeah. amount of Doom and what I played I absolutely loved. <laughs> um, this game is showing Definitely up way higher. Yeah, this game is showing up way higher on most people's lists and I can probably tell that that would have been the case with me had I played it more. Um, but yeah, I loved what I played. Best soundtrack of the year by far as well. Yeah. Um, that game's awesome. So number nine was Batman, the Telltale series. Um, we talked about that a lot recently. I, I really like what Telltale do for the most part. Um, I think having skipped a lot of what they do helped because I didn't bother with like yeah, Game of Thrones definitely. and Borderlands and all that stuff. Like I only really played The Walking Dead and Wolf Among Us. Um, which I was a big fan of both them. Uh, Walking Dead Season 2, not so much. Um, I didn't even play, like, Walking Dead Michon or anything like that. Um, and so going no, into this, like, with it being a character that I'm massively into, helped. Um, yeah. I love the way it tells a completely different <clears throat> Batman story, not the general, like, oh, here it is, here's his parents dying, here's the Joker. Like, it's all these really interesting new take on it. Um, and they really mess about with the the kind of lore as well which is awesome because you, you have these predetermined kind of opinions on certain characters that you want to hold um with you throughout the game but then you realize that Definitely. you're gonna have to change those opinions based on what's happening around you um and that's a great thing for a story-based game um so yeah other than the technical issues which suck like the fact that my save got completely deleted is just oh so frustrating but yeah the actual yeah. game itself is just great um number eight was inside um, we talked about that when it came out as well. Easily my favourite kind of short time experience of the year. Like sat down, beat it in one sitting, was was done in two hours, and I'll, I'll probably never play it again. And I didn't really think about it <laughs> after playing it, but within that two hours, I was fully engrossed and wasn't thinking about anything else. Like I was in that game. Um, I love 2D puzzle platformers as it is. I thought this was the perfect blend of difficulty, but not ever getting frustrating. Like I never got stuck. The game teaches you its mechanics within the world, which is something that I'm a massive fan of, and I'll talk about it with a later game. Um, the style again, awesome, and yeah, it's just, it's a great game inside. I really really liked it. I can see why people loved it. Um, number seven was Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Um, Again, really surprised that a Call of Duty game is on my list. <laughs> a um, Call of Duty and Conjuring in your list. How, can you believe it? Um, you haven't played this game, have you? No, it's one of one of the would be one of my ones that I I, I wish I would have had time to play because I feel like it would would you know be fighting for a top ten place. Yeah, I was just really surprised. It just delivered on what I wanted at the time. I wanted a Call of Duty fun campaign, and that's exactly what I got. And the twist of all, you know, the new setting of it being in space really worked. Like, I haven't really played a game like that where it has that big budget, um, you know, scripted moments in a space uh, setting. Um, yeah. Because obviously similar games like Destiny don't really go for that sort of thing. So I really enjoyed that. And it actually has a really good story, especially the final third of this game, I think is fantastic. And the message it has to say about kind of war and the cost of war, whether you win or lose and, and stuff like that. I thought it was really, really good. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just a great Call of Duty game, really. Um, number six, easily the most hours I put into a video game this year. Uh, Pokemon Go. Um, still addicted to this game. I, I still love it for the most part. Like my gripes with this game are way smaller than most people's. 
Um, I'm going to continue playing it until I get all the original Pokemon. I know for a fact that I am. Like, I've not come this far to give up, and I don't really want to either. <laughs> I'm still enjoying the grind somehow. Like, this game's grind has got me more than possibly any other game's grind ever, you know. People talk about grindy games a lot, and it's not something I super get into. Obviously, we've done it with, like, platinum trophies and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think Whereas this game... This is like... Yeah, just for self gratification at this point. Definitely, and it's it, for me, it's it's massive because I only play it when I'm like out the house and traveling and stuff like that, which happens a lot. So this game has just been the perfect <clears throat> game for me to play while I'm out and about. Um, and also just the, the general excitement when this game came out was unlike anything. Like when we would go around. And oh yeah, the world of I mean, specific Pokemon. It was just awesome. You know, we we were running to like locations and there was loads of people running and like shouting like he's over here, he's over here, and it was like it's just crazy. It took over the world for like a month. Exactly, that was like our experience when we went to C thirty one. Was we were playing Pokemon Go in the day. You know? Like I love that that's was part yeah. of that day. Like it's just it's such an awesome. Oh game. yeah, definitely. I wish they could somehow recapture that because it was way better when everyone was playing it and it felt like more of a community. Because now it does just feel like I'm like the last person on an island waiting to be rescued. You um, you are. And and then, and I just don't want to be rescued. <laughs> no, you need to create a Wilson. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, uh, number five, Life is Strange. Um, I don't know if we talked about this on the show or not, but um, not not massively because it's it's one of my notable exceptions where I have it. I've borrowed it off a friend, and mm. I I desperately want to play it and haven't had a chance to yet. Yeah, this um, this game was a episodic game that came out last year, but then obviously got a, a, a proper release this year and. It's absolutely fantastic. I think it's the best kind of they out they out tell 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 for me. This is the best kind of story based game I've played that is just based on you know the narrative choices. Yeah. Um, I I loved it. I shouldn't really care about this kind of um young female uh, photography student the way I did, but you really really feel like emotionally attached to a lot of the characters really, not just the main ones. Um, and they do so well building the world, the world of Arcadia and all the different characters in it. Um, they really did something special with this game. The the I can't time wait mechanic. To play it is so good the uh the time mechanics fantastic it has an awesome soundtrack one thing i do wish is it it has that telltale look where everything looks kind of basic so the yeah. faces don't really emote which is a shame because if this game looked like a naughty dog game um and had the same level of writing and <laughs> world heavy building rain. yeah exactly it had all those other things like it nails everything except for the fact that it looks kind of a bit basic um, yeah. Otherwise, I'd be so like into this game. It'd probably be game of the year if it looked like Uncharted 4, um, because everything <laughs> else is perfect. Um, and yeah, this game's awesome. Um, number four was Gears of War 4. Uh, two fours there. Um, Synergy. Um, that we definitely talked about this at the time. Massive Gears of War fan. Wasn't really into this one, or didn't really care for it or need it. Um, playing it, I enjoyed it. I think it's uh, revitalized the series in a bit in more ways than I was expecting them to do. Definitely. Um, I think the people that are making it, it's in good hands. Um, I still don't think Gears of War needs to exist, though. Um, no, but like, it's such a flagship title for them. It's exactly. Halo kind of dwindling. Mm. Yeah, they, me they personally, as like a, a selfish, yeah, as a, as a <clears throat> selfishness, I'm like the, the trilogy was fine. You don't need to keep doing it. I totally understand for business reasons why they would want to. Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed the campaign. The campaign was really fun. I really like the early story stuff um, and explaining kind of why you're doing this again is really clever. Um, and the final act, I think, is phenomenal. Like, it's some of the most fun I had oh, yeah. all, all year. I was literally screaming at my TV while I was playing it. I was having that much fun. Um, shame I haven't played more of the Horde mode more, but it's just one of those things. Um, so the top three now, these are these are all huge games. Um, Overwatch, obviously, we talked about one game of the year at the game of the year uh, awards yeah. a couple of weeks ago. 
I think you're going to be seeing this on the top of a lot of people's lists. We've spoke about it a lot, really. I, I, I'm not into that genre whatsoever, and this game has got its hooks in me that I still play it um, at least once or twice a week at this point. Um, they do a really good job of keeping you invested and wanting to come back. Um, like, just the other day, they gave out free fi- uh, five free loot boxes um, <laughs> just, to, just to reward the players, and I opened them, and I ended up getting the best skin in the game, like the one I wanted the most. Um <laughs> which is a Santa version of Torbjorn, who's like one of my three main characters. And yeah, I, I just now I want to play the game more just so I can look at that skin. <laughs> um, Your back is, is insane. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, whether it's FIFA, Pokemon Go or Overwatch, I've, I've had a really lucky year for or that Destiny. sort of stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I always get good drops. Yeah, I should. I should. Well, I was going to say I already played the lottery, but I'm not, I don't get as lucky with that. Um no. But yeah, Overwatch is fantastic. Everyone knows it who's played it, really. Just an awesome game. And the fact that they keep it so casual and open as a shooter eight months on, I don't know how they've done it. It's really yeah. is like there's something magical about this game. Um, best character design of the year by far as well. Um, number two, narrowly missing out my game of the year, um, Uncharted 4. We spoke about this loads. Well, did we, we even did. Yeah, I think we did like a special show, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did like an end in special and everything. Like just awesome like going in knowing it was the last one it's great that it got the send-off it deserved because um yeah. you don't always see this with every franchise that you love like i'm glad gears of war got that send-off even though it's back um and this is awesome like i'd be happy if i never played another one you know i'd be sad because they're awesome but i'm happy yeah. this is the game we got and it felt like the perfect time for the characters but mostly the creators to move on um and having said that now especially with knowing what their next project is um i think it's <laughs> absolutely the time to move on for them um, because they've got a lot on their hands right now that they really need to pull off. Um, and got yeah, just, it was, it's probably, you know, I didn't think it would be better. I definitely didn't think it'd be better than two. And I wondered if it'd be better than three. And this is probably the best Uncharted, um, yeah. which is just incredible to say, really. Um, absolutely adore that game. Um, so yeah, there's only one left, really. And that is my game of the year for 2016. A little puzzle game. Just a, just a little downloadable puzzle game, really. Yeah. Um, called The Witness. Casual. <clears throat> Very casual. Um, this game is 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 puzzling perfection. Um, you you're on an island, which is a great setup anyway. This beautiful island where you're just wandering around and you're the only person on it. Um, solving line puzzles. Uh, and the fact that they managed to <laughs> the fact that they managed to do this one basic thing where it starts off when you're in a room and you literally just draw there's two dots and you draw a line from one dot to the next. And the fact that they keep that same mechanic, use it over probably 800 different variations. Yeah, it's incredible. And keep it fresh and exciting and give you probably, I would say, over five eureka moments in that game that really kind of blew me away in how they used that same puzzle. Yeah. Um, phenomenal. In terms of game design, the best I've seen all year. The fact that um, Jonathan Blow and his team made this, like, it took them a long ass time to make it, and, and you can tell, like, everything on the island seems painstakingly made in terms of where it is you know in comparison to everything else like everything feels like it was put there for a reason and not just like well we we wanted to get an extra 200 puzzles so we just inserted them over here like everything about this game just feels absolutely yeah sometimes sometimes with puzzle games that focus Mm. on one mechanic it's almost like they design the mechanic and then they put it into a puzzle generator yeah um, like N plus was one of those that I mm. played. Where I was thinking the same like, about Pushmo as well. Yeah, where it's just like, okay, yeah, I see, and it doesn't, mm. and it's just the same thing over and over again. And it's a cool mechanic, and it was mm. fun, but I, I get burnt out and don't really want to finish it. And it feels definitely. like those old school arcade games where they're not designed mm. to be finished. Yeah, definitely. 
Whereas uh, I don't know how they done it. They managed to keep like they clearly had a bunch of ideas based on this one concept that were yes, all as equally awesome as the next. And yeah, this game it makes you feel like a genius and an idiot at the same time. <laughs> it makes you feel crazy for writing like a million notes surrounding your you as you're playing it cutting out tetra shapes and kind of gluing them next to each other or or like you, you look through all your pictures on your phone and it's just a million line puzzles um yeah. and you're like oh i've solved that one yeah now. there, Where was, the hell there is was a chunk in beginning of february where i've just got a load of pictures on my phone of, of the screen mm. where where i've just like tried to capture the puzzle and then solve it like <laughs> a few hours later yeah so yeah that game's the game's phenomenal and that's yeah that's why it's my game of the year really nice mm-hmm. nice <sighs> well mm. my top 10 more games so i've got a i've got a few as well that i wanted to mention mm. um overwatch was one for me um because i only played it for the free weekend mm. it's definitely a game i'd love to jump into it's just i, I like it, it's such a time dump obviously it is a, it is a casual game and mm. i was amazed by how much i enjoyed it just dropping in yeah but i i know me mm. and i won't just drop into it i want to play it all the time so yeah. i just haven't like I've I've kind of like knowingly stayed away from it. Um, I feel like it would be on my top ten if not. Mm. Um, Quantum Break was one that was kind yeah, of same. just missed off my list. Um, really enjoyed it, but just missed the mark and and wasn't the remedy game I wanted. Mm. Um, but was really interesting and cool. But the the episodic kind of t- actual uh, episodes do take you out of the game massively. Mm. Um, but it was a cool idea. Uh, Until Dawn was a game that I played in 2016. Mm. 100% would be on my list, but but is a 2015 game, so I felt a bit cheap putting it on there. Yeah. Because um, it had no sort of release in 2016. No. Um, but was just incredible. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And then two remakes came out in the year as well, which I didn't want to put on just because they're remakes. Resident <laughs> Evil HD, obviously, is just a uh, incredible game. Um, obviously, I platinumed it in the year. You know, one of my favorite games of all time, so it would have been high up on the list. Uh, Dead Rising as well came out, which is another one of my all-time favorites. Mm. Um, unfortunately, the the PlayStation port was not done well <laughs> uh, because of a stupid mechanic that caused, for me anyway, Frank, to just forward roll constantly, <laughs> um, which ruined my experience. And, and I would have 100% platinum that game if uh, I just couldn't bear go back to it. Mm, I hope. I wonder if they've patched it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, moving on to my top ten. Uh, number ten, I have Ratchet and Clank. Mm. Um, so this is one of the most gorgeous games that, like, just the most gorgeous platformer ever to come out. Mm. Um, uh, it's just incredibly fun. Uh, I love all the different weapons. Um, the the uh, kind of the gun that turns enemies into sheep. The, the disco bomb is my favorite weapon, huh. where you just drop this disco ball and anyone under the disco light starts dancing and doesn't attack you. <laughs> um, and what I love about that was I was waiting for a point in the game where there'd be a boss that it doesn't work on, but it will work on the final boss. Really? Yeah. That's Any cool. character in the game would just get stuck by it and dances. <laughs> um, and so it's just, yeah, it's amazing. Um, that game's on sale now on PS7. Got, I need to got pick like, up. Yeah, definitely. It got like uh, really hard towards the end, uh, mm. which I respected. Um, and yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. And definitely kind of a lot of exploration that I could have done additional. I just kind of completed it and needed to move on, but didn't want to. Mm. Uh, number nine on my list is uh, Hitman. Mm. Um, 
you you mentioned it kind of in your kind of you know not not in your list uh this one got in my list for episode one alone mm-hmm. um so one sixth of the game got to number nine on my list mm-hmm. so i you know i i don't know how high it would have got if i'd have played the rest of it i feel like it would have got very high mm. um because we both love hitman mm. and this is definitely kind of an amazing hitman experience the the paris level um is so enjoyable and has so much depth to it um and i I just love playing the same level of hitman over and over again yep and i got so good at the paris level i knew exactly where all the enemies were gonna go i knew all the outfits and i I, and i just love that about hitman feeling like agent 47 Mm. Uh, yeah truly incredible game and and yeah it's just gone on sale on psn so if you're listening to this and it's still on sale, then yeah, you have to buy it and experience it. It's incredible. Definitely. I mean, in general, the sales right now are insane. Um, like, obviously, January this is a great time to buy it. The Witness, obviously, that I just talked about, is 50% off right now on Steam. Um, so if you, haven't, if you haven't played it, now is the perfect time. <laughs> yeah. Um, number eight, I have Gears of War 4. Um, exactly the same as you. Like, I wasn't expecting this to be fantastic, and I thought the, the story was awesome. Um definitely felt like it was setting up a trilogy more than a standalone story which was mm. disappointment um but love seeing marcus back uh yeah the, the finale of the game you, you just it just felt incredible they they captured the uncharted moments in a gears of war game so well those set piece moments um and yeah i'm thoroughly disappointed that i literally beat the game and haven't played it since mm. i haven't played horde or multiplayer uh, which is a surprise yes, but it's just it's just unfortunate that there's so many games coming out that you have to kind of move on mm. if you want to play everything, which is, yeah. which you know, I, I kind of sometimes wish I'd just stick at these games that I enjoy. Mm, um, next on my list is Telltale Batman, uh, coming in at seven. Like, yeah, this was an amazing experience. I loved the story so much. Um, it was a fantastic take on Batman and kind of, uh, you know these like like you said the, the characters that you know a different take on them and you know you you're expecting one thing and they turn out to be something else mm. um i have to say though the they telltale can't keep getting away with putting out the games that they do mm. um because the the back end problems that they do get a pass on is unacceptable for most other game developers and shouldn't mm. be acceptable for them you know, your entire game save got eaten before episode five, so you had to replay all four episodes to get your story, mm. which is just crazy. Yeah. Every episode crashed for me. <laughs> really? Um, hard froze and kicked me out to the main menu mm. um, every episode, um, which they're is frustrating. They're doing themselves as a disservice. They, they really are. They're doing exactly. the game. They're great games at the service. And the thing is, as well, which. Um, you know, I'm not a you know I I don't make games, so I don't know. But their games aren't technical masterpieces; mm. they are storytelling tools. So how the hell can they not work when you see something like Uncharted 4 mm. and it runs so well and doesn't have problems, and yet this game, which is just a interactive comic book, like no disrespect to it because it tells an amazing story, but it's not like a technical tour de force. Mm. Like, why does it crash like this? You know, what is the issue? I don't understand it. Like, is it because it's so technical somewhere else or is it because it's just a bad, uh, you know, system they need to fix? I think it's just a bad Um, old engine. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. 
Uh, number six on my list is Doom. Um, so yeah, this this game is just an amazing, just heavy metal anthem of a game. Mm. Like it's just crazy first person action. It, you have to relearn how to play first person shooters when you play it, mm. and then when you play a first person shooter after this, you have to relearn how to play them because uh, you get punished for going into cover. You, you know, the the whole point in this game is you are running to these demons' faces with a shotgun to blow their heads off. Um, and it, it just 100% delivers. The uh, creature design is incredible. Some of the bosses are just so good. The weapons are fun. Um, it's really difficult, but it has that right balance where when you die, you know you've messed up. Mm. Um, and it's almost like a dance you perform, like diving <laughs> around the enemies and looking on the map where the health is and where the ammo is and collecting it. Um, it does a really good job of giving you ammo for all the weapons as well, so you don't become dependent on one. Mm. Um, you know, like I know, like games like Destiny, where there's hundreds of weapons and people like stick to like one or two weapons all mm. the time. Like this, I was using everything all the time and uh, had my favorites, but couldn't use them all the time, uh, which was good. You know, it kept it fresh. Um, number five is a game that that came out on PlayStation in 2016. Um, and obviously came out on PCs a hell of a lot before then. Hmm. Uh, it's gone home. So, I mean, this was my experience of the year, kind of just like short experience of the year. It was it was just, uh, you know, I'd heard all the hype. I'd heard that it was incredible, but somehow managed to avoid all spoilers. Um, and so played it with no idea what it was. Um, and the first, like, hour, I was convinced that it was a horror game <laughs> and was just like proper scared uh playing through it expecting something horrible to happen um it does such a fantastic job of storytelling and like you um uh you tapped on with uh life is strange this shouldn't be a story that i'm kind of like overly uh you know um familiar with or Mm. or can kind of like you know uh get in that person's shoes but i really got into her shoes and like felt her her journey and it was just it was incredible Mm. um number four on my list uh is is a game that i didn't you know on paper i didn't think would get on my list at all uh it's the v it's a vita game hmm. come out come out on other platforms oh my now. god <laughs> that's right a vita game you didn't miss oh it's it. on other platforms oh, that's all right uh yeah but it's at home on someone vita. will be able to play it then um and it's severed um severed is just an amazing uh, experience so it's a first person dungeon crawler um and it's uh just this like it the art style is incredible like the creatures look so good the gameplay is so much fun just this crazy like hack and slash um you basically have to um slash in certain ways to cut limbs off your opponents and then you collect those limbs to upgrade your your skill tree <laughs> um it has an amazing map that kind of really fun secrets, really fun puzzle solving. It makes you feel clever, but it holds your hand throughout, so it doesn't frustrate. Um, it it's perhaps a little too easy for that. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the some of the hack and slash battles get very difficult, but definitely the puzzle solving. Um, I, I, there were some that got me kind of stumped for a little bit, but 
nowhere near kind of something like the witness mm. um but yeah it, it was just an amazing experience that completely shocked me and i just absolutely plowed through it um completed it and platinum it so quickly because i just loved it so much mm. um yeah i'm definitely gonna play this one yeah actually all of my top four were platinum trophies for me this year that's <laughs> how much it, so you know uh number three uh the witness your top game yeah. number three for me um, just, just yeah, a crazy experience. Uh, yeah, I still have a notepad full of these random ass drawings <laughs> of mazes in different colours and drawn backwards and drawn so I could look on the other side. And it was just a crazy experience. Uh, yeah. Funny to think that you can complete the game like in the first puzzle as well. It was mm. kind of like put in there as like a yeah. dummy ending. <laughs> and the challenge at the end is amazing as well. It's like the perfect the, crescendo. The... Yeah, the challenge at the end kind of like is super difficult and definitely it's the most kinda... stressful thing ever. Yeah, so stressful. The amount of times, one time I got so close mm. and eventually got there. I I could never um, get the hang of those spinny puzzles at all. Never. When you have like spinny. the, it's like the line, the map that you draw is on a three D space that's oh, in a circle. Yeah, it's really difficult. I just I can't get used to it at all. Like, no, it's so really difficult. Insane. No, it, um. But it's just it, – it definitely um, frustrated me so much where I nearly stopped playing the game when I first started it mm. because uh, you get stuck against a brick wall for so long. But then when you discover where you went wrong, uh, that eureka moment, as you described, was just so good. Mm. The amount of times I'd be sat at work, like, the next day, I'd suddenly be like, oh. Mm. And, like, it's just on my head, like, thinking about it. These I just got these dots and lines in my head for, like, a fortnight. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely just an amazing experience. Yeah. Uh, number two for me was Watch Dogs 2. Um, nice. Yeah, uh, this game had zero hype from, from kind of the media um, and, and didn't really get a lot of hype after it came out as well. And it's super uh, kind of underappreciated. I think it's an incredible game. Um, looks amazing and it's just just delivers on its premise which is just fun um the level to, like the all of the missions are just focused around fun and just kind of making fun of itself uh ubisoft uh unabashedly makes fun of itself whilst playing you know there's a whole mission where you make fun of ubisoft which is mm. really great for a company like that to laugh at itself mm. um and it just delivers on everything. All of the characters were fun. Um, the gameplay mechanics worked so well. Um, I play the game 100% stealth. Um, there's even a mission right towards the end of the game where they literally hand you like a grenade launcher and <laughs> tell you to have at it. And I kind of just dropped the grenade launcher and ran around <laughs> the back and just stealthed it. Because <laughs> uh, it's just the way I play the game. Like that That's my character. He's not mm. He's not a badass. He's, he's, he's going to just hack you from the inside. You don't even realize he's there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, just so much fun. The final level just kind of like crescendoed into like this amazing thing. Um, yeah, and I, I just thought it was uh, an experience that people should definitely go get, especially because because the game's not super popular. It's going to drop in price. Um, and yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it's uh, like I say, it looks incredible. Um, you know, seeing San Francisco, climbing the bridge was like incredible. Just looking around. Um, the multiplayer as well is incredibly fun. Hmm. Um, it's just kind of like it works. It's cool. Like every time you get a three-star wanted level, um, you could have bounty hunters to 
come into your world, real life human people trying to get you, which is fun. And you, obviously, you can drop into other people's games if you choose to. That sounds so stressful. Um, <laughs> yeah. So obviously, you could be playing a mission and and get killed and, and fail the mission because of it. Um, but it's awesome. Like I I have dropped into people's games where I can tell what mission they're on and I've taken them out and I feel like such a badass. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's so much fun. Um, but yeah, number one. Uh, there's only one number one for me. Uh, it's a mile above everything else, really, for me, and it's Uncharted 4. Mm. Uh, this game is so special to me. Um, it, it almost it wins Game of the Year twice for me <laughs> in terms of being the best game of the year anyway and also just being the combination of like 10 years' worth of being with Drake and being with Naughty Dog and being with these characters and getting that final goodbye mm. um you know wins it for that reason as well um it's the best uncharted game uh and just has so many fantastic moments obviously you have the 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 final kind of moments with drake the the amazing epilogue um you have the the kind of uh moment where you you have an experience you weren't going to expect. Like, I don't I don't want to spoil anything because I love the game so much that so I just want people to go play it. Um, and for some reason, if you've not played it and you're only just hearing it, like, just, just go play it. I don't want to spoil it for you. But, like, um, the set pieces are amazing. When you're in Madagascar and that opens up, mm. uh, it just, the vistas look so amazing. I actually think it's a cutscene, and then you suddenly realize, hang on, I'm just going to drive all the way to that mountain. Um and and the the gameplay is just like the the tightest most fun uncharted gameplay the grappling hook is a great uh, addition to make the game more fun um and yeah just just for me it was the perfect way to say goodbye to drake and and, and yeah, i agree with you like i i don't need any more uncharted mm. if they feel that they that the, the time is right and they have a story to tell then great um yeah, like I'm excited for the single player multi, uh, the single uh, player um, DLC that's coming out, mm. but I almost don't even need that. Like this was the perfect goodbye and swan song for me. Yeah, it does feel weird that the last thing is going to be what that is because it looks cool, but it doesn't yeah. look like it's going to be like I don't want that to be my last memory of Uncharted. I'm almost going to have to replay the real ending again because that was yeah. just the perfect way to end it for me. Exactly, exactly. It is a little bit odd. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, and so yeah, for me that's got to be my game of the year. Mm-hmm. There was no Pokemon Go on your list, was there? No, no Pokemon Go. How dare Go. you? Uh, just because... How dare you? It's, it's not a game, is it? How dare you? <laughs> like, it's just like... It consumes your life. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. I've moved on. I've moved on to Super Mario Run. Mm. I'm not ready to do that just yet. <laughs> So yeah, that's it. That's, fi- that's finally everything. It's 2016. All the best games and films of the year. It's pretty um, good. Yeah, in terms of media, awesome, awesome year, I think. Definitely. Um, some really good stuff, and hopefully 2016 will be just as good, or if not better. We've got loads of awesome stuff to look forward to, really. Um, January, we're going to try and get for a bunch of the uh, old films that we didn't get to in December. Fingers crossed. Yeah, there's a bunch of other stuff, really, and yeah, there's just going to be a bunch of massive releases. I'm sure Resident at some point Evil. we'll... Yes, the hype train. Both film and game. Oh, I couldn't care less about the film. That game. Let's get excited about the film. As All well. right, I'll watch it. I'll like it. No, I do. I do really like the Resident Evil films. It's just my hype for Resident one. Evil Seven. The fact that 
is even coming like resident evil 7 in itself is exciting but then the fact that it actually looks like it's going to be awesome <laughs> i just oh please please let it be good please please be good. please god be good. this time next year please let us be mentioning resident evil 7 a lot <laughs> yeah let's just say that yeah uncharted 4 was my wish for last year and mm. it came true and 31 yep. mm-hmm. so yeah resident evil and alien covenant please Resident mm-hmm. Evil 7, Alien Covenant. Please be good. <laughs> and so on that, yeah, we will see you and uh, until next we'll week. We'll see you in 2017. Mm-hmm. See you later, everyone. Bye. You'll die soon enough anyway. Shut up. I can't. Mainly because I never could. How could I start now?